BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Barry Caffrey. The headlines, MK budget rejected. Bed's PCC triggers referendum for a higher council tax and more say for parents of children with mental health problems. BBC Three Counties Radio. A controversial Milton Keynes Council budget, which was set to make £22 million of cuts, has been rejected by councillors. Both Conservative and Liberal Democrat councillors voted against the proposals from the Labour administration. Our political reporter Paul Scoynes was at the council meeting last night. The defeat of the budget with both opposition parties voting against the Labour Council is a blow for the party just months before the general election. There were concerns about the number of vulnerable people who'd been affected by this budget and wider concerns that the budget simply wouldn't work. All parties must now go away and negotiate a budget and will meet again in a week's time. If they don't, the government will ultimately pass it for them. The Prime Minister has criticised the Bedfordshire Police and Crime Commissioner for his plan to charge the public more for policing in the county. Labour PCC Ollie Martins has triggered a referendum by asking for a 16% increase in the police precept on council tax bills. But David Cameron says that's unnecessary. The fact is crime is falling. Full credit to the police, they've managed to do more with less. And I think there are further efficiencies that they can, they can find, uh, coordinating with other forces, um, making sure that they share some of the costs. And uh, they should exhaust all those processes before putting um, taxpayers' bills up. The Defence Secretary Michael Fallon has warned that the Russian President Vladimir Putin may seek to destabilise more former Soviet states such as Latvia, Lithuania and Estonia. Mr Fallon said NATO must be rebel, ready to rebel Russian aggression whatever form it takes. His comments come as the ceasefire in eastern Ukraine continues to unravel amid mounting international condemnation of Moscow's role in the conflict. Parents of children with mental health problems in England are to get more say in how their child is cared for. A survey of parents has suggested major problems, including long delays and poor care. NHS England has now pledged to work with the charity Young Minds to improve the situation. Researchers at the University of Hertfordshire have developed a prototype of a social robot to help elderly people live independently. It can potentially help to prevent isolation and loneliness, as well as offering stimulating activities. Over the past three years, the project team successfully carried out a wide range of studies in the university's robot house. In cricket, England's women have won their first 2020 international against New Zealand in Wangarai by eight wickets. And the weather forecast, most places will start dry and cloudy, but a band of rain will spread in from mid-morning onwards, with most parts ending the day wet. It will become quite windy too, with highs of 8 Celsius, that's 46 in Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Come here, give me a big cuddle. Don't panic, don't panic, Mr Mannering. Apologies to uh, all women on HRT. Justin Dealey is not presenting the show this morning. He's sent back out to the street where he belongs. He's a street dog. He's a doggy dog. He's a bad boy. Morning, Catherine. Hi. Morning, Kelly. Morning. Yes. 
this and much, much more. Read the menu. I'm going to read it. I'm getting I it. I wrote it for a reason. Rabbits. Referendums. And robots. And you'll have to listen to the entire show to find out which one of those will not be in it. Is it rabbits? Shh. E. Um. Um. Oh, yeah. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Jamie's uh, in Luton. He's called up immediately. Good morning, Jamie. Morning, mate. How are you doing? It's so good to have a call. Top of the show. Slightly disappointing it's you, but... <laughs> what have you got for us, Jamie? Um, dishwasher this morning. Sorry? A dishwasher for your house. Oh, flipping it. Yeah, well remembered. OK, hang on. We, we are furnishing... Uh, oh, hang on. Let me get the bits of paper. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Um, oh, no, that's... Uh, right, hang on. Right, we are furnishing a house uh, from bits found by the side of the road and in tips and all that. Jamie, where is this dishwasher? Again, Sunderland Park. Right. Um, you might want to use this at your own peril, because the brand is Isis. Oh, oh, they're branching out, aren't they, eh? There you go. They are branching out. OK, so we, we could stick a label over that or something. You could do. So, I'll be honest, Jamie. Yep. You sound a little bit um, spunkier than most mornings. Oh, listen back to what you said the other day. Even though you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Um, you, 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 you know, you, as my wife said, you got me down to a T. What did I say? Just a bit grumpy? You said that I was mysterious, but a little bit... Um, Turgid? Grumpy. Grumpy, that was the word, wasn't it? Grumpy. Turgid was the word we used off-air in the, the hour-long meeting we had about you <laughs> after the show. So, you, you have you... So, what, what, what have you... I, I, what, hello? What are you removing? Is it the air of mystery or is it the grumpiness? Just the grumpiness. Well, you've gone back to it there. Mystery, mystery staying. <laughs> Can't get rid of the mystery, but, can you? Well, the grump staying as well. You've gone back to being grumpy. I can't help it, mate. Oh, you can't. It's about nine o'clock, I'm fine. It's just being in here at half past four every morning gets you a little bit grumpy. Where are you? Prison? <laughs> I wish. Yeah, I thank, wish. thank you, Jamie. See you later. Cheers, mate. Ta ta. Oh, don't lose the grumpiness, Jamie. We like the grumpiness. So we got a dishwasher and it's only six minutes past six. This is awesome. You show us everything you've got. You keep on dancing.
is why school is wrong. People in this country deserve to have stuff for free. I'm really feeling, oh sorry, I'm really feeling a hedonistic vibe today. Hedonism is the key. It's the, it's the word, hedonism. Mm -hmm. What does hedonism mean? The pursuit of pleasure. Okay, not what I meant, but yeah, fine. No, all right, in that case, if that's what it means, we'll stick with that. Yeah, hedonism. Well, you Let's... know we've got Scoinsy on in and out. <laughs> Let's celebrate the magic of hedonism. What's the most hedonistic thing you've ever done? Wasn't there a club called hed Hedonism? Hedon is a place on earth. <laughs> Hedon is a place on earth. Is the uh, no? I, I had a very hedonistic day yesterday, and I allowed myself to fall down the rabbit hole of YouTube, watching right. Jan and Dean videos, then old videos of me, uh, and then some sweary friends. It was great. Sounds like a perfect afternoon. It was flipping perfect. We're celebrating the magic of hedonism. Also, I want to celebrate the magic of um, biopics. Is that how you pronounce it? Biopics. Right. Biopics. Yeah. <clears throat> Biopics. Films about people's lives. That's it. We'll discuss that more in a bit. Slightly more important things to talk about, but we will get to that. There's a reason. Uh, the, one of the slightly more important issues is this. Milton Keynes councillors have been sent back to the drawing board after their budget plans were rejected last night. Uh, you remember we talked about this, um, was it earlier this week or was it last week, Catherine? About I can't remember. It seems huge like a long budget time ago. cuts that part of the. It was it, last week. Part of the impacts would be on places like Orbit Housing Association, which has shelters in Fishermead uh, and Bletchley, who were going to have to close down if the, uh, the, the budget plans went through. Well, they didn't, but they're still not completely safe. Let's speak to Gary Cowlard, who works at the shelters and was at the meeting last night. Morning, Gary. Morning. So uh, the, the meeting got very uh, confusing, apparently. What happened? Uh, well... It, there, there was no backing. There was no backing of the Labour uh, Labour's uh, thing. In fact, they they got quite a bit of a trouncing, really. So Labour need to Labour need to make uh, are gonna, planning to make savings of twenty two million quid. They got outvoted by the Lib Dems and the Tories. Yeah. What does that mean for Orbit Housing Association? Last week we were hearing that it was going to be closed. Is it just a stay of execution, or could it be something more permanent? Do you think? Oh no. I'd like to hope it's something more permanent, but, you know, you've got to face facts, there has to be cuts. The, the idea that I have is that sort of, you know, it needs to change because, you know, with the hostel now, there's no, I think I said it last week, there's no move-on process, it's stalled. And there's only two years for each person in the hostel. For the hostel to survive, it's going to have to evolve. Like, it needs to turn into sort of longer term. Uh, whether the council will be able to help with social housing at the end of it is going to be another matter. But I think the, the resource needs to stay, obviously. And uh, there were a few councillors that seemed to be quite passionate about it last night. Well, you say, just for a reminder, those missed it last week, Gary, you were homeless. Uh, you, you ended up in orbit and uh, it basically turned your life around, probably saved your life, and you now work there. But you say it needs to stay. When we spoke to um, uh, the, the uh, Labour member last week, he said, well, he has to make a choice. It's either the elderly and the disabled or the homeless, and, and he made the decision to, to, you know, cut the budget to the homeless. The elderly and the disabled were more important. 
Uh, the elderly and disabled are very important, obviously, but I think that there's a, there's a little bit of room for everything. As I, as I said, the, the hostel as it stands, it can't like like everything. If it doesn't change, evolve, uh, it it becomes extinct, and that's very similar with what has to happen at the Orbit Hostel now. You know, it's obviously it's got to, it's got to become either cheaper or be run in a different way. Um, and also, the, the uh, councillor we spoke to last week said that um, the ho- if, if Orbit were to close, worst case scenario, if it were to close, the people that would be made homeless from that, the majority of that, the council wouldn't have any uh, responsibility for them because they are, um, but a significant number of them are ex-offenders, the council isn't responsible in trying to find them a place to live. And that more people could end up you know, living on the street as a result. Well, uh, there was a meeting at the hostel with uh, the council actually this week, and uh, they, uh, the council and Orbit have told uh, re- told the residents that are there that nobody will be made homeless. Oh. People, the hostels will uh, kind of stay open until everybody found some sort of accommodation. Now, the thing is, the, the accommodation that you sign up for when you go into the Orbit hostel is that you'll, be, you'll get a secure tenancy. This isn't going to happen. But I think it's clear, cool, and I think there's sort of. There's there's a lot of uh, recent studies that show that it's three times more expensive to uh, have people living on the streets, like sort of living litter, uh, rather than sort of give them a house. You know, that's actually, there's there's studies that show that, and this is from places in America, and they're sort of not very wishy-washy and hippie-ish over there, are they? Oh, no, they tend, they tend not to be, Gary. Just finally, because there will there will be some people scratching their heads, going, "Well, hang on a second. Why should we be helping these people?" Just in thirty seconds, Gary. Just just sum up the impact that the orbit had on your life and and, and why it is so important. Uh, I'm. Uh, I was uh, I was I was street homeless, alcohol and drug dependent. Uh, spent most of my life in and out of institutions and offending. Uh, I've now been clean and sober. It'll be actually five years on the twenty first. So in three days, two days. Hey, lovely. Uh, five years clean and sober. Uh, I'm doing a degree in psychology. I now work helping people. I, I don't want to do anything else. I, I, I was a carpenter by trade for, for sort of like you know my, like I'd learned that while through the YTS system and stuff like that. But all but now all I want to do is sort of help people that have gone through the same things as me. Gary, always good to talk to you. Thanks very much for making the case. Go and get your key ring in three days. 08459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Marston Mortain on the A421 eastbound that's closed because of an accident between Beancroft Road and Marshley's roundabout, so police are there redirecting traffic. In Dunstable on Chilton Road that's been closed in both directions because the tree's fallen down between the High Street North and West Street. And in Aylesbury having a look at the speed sensors, it's fine at the moment on the A413, but there's some temporary traffic lights at the junction for Watermead that could slow things down later on. Looking at the train departure boards, the 634 service from Luton to Sutton is delayed. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, Sammy! 6.16, it's Thursday the 19th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A controversial Milton Keynes Council budget, which was set to make £22 million of cuts, has been rejected by councillors. And a new study suggests the NHS is paying too much for new drugs, leaving less money to cover the cost of other treatments. BBC Three Counties Radio. One of the great things about radio, BBC Radio as opposed to BBC Television, is we are free from that blooming 30th anniversary of EastEnders. On BBC One. 
I'm glad Dad's marrying. I'll get stuffed.
08459 455 555. Now, Bedfordshire's police commissioner has officially triggered a referendum for a bigger slice of the council tax after writing to local authorities. Ollie Martins uh, wants to raise his share of the pot by almost 16%. We mentioned this the other week when Ollie uh, came in and explained it. Well, it's happening. The whole referendum is costing £350,000. It could rise to £600,000 if he loses, which his own polling suggests is entirely possible. Well, yesterday, our political reporter, Paul Scoynes, uh, attended a briefing about the referendum. What happened, Paul? Uh, well, Ian, we were given a demonstration of just how serious uh, the force sees its position financially and also within the sort of uh, amounts of crime that are happening uh, in, in just the kind of context of how much money they need. And we had a presentation by the chief constable who explained where they, you know, where they were. And I've got a, a, a fascinating graph. You've got graphs? I can I've see. got graphs. Basically, it shows that the number of acquisitive crimes, that's basically nicking stuff, robberies, um, burglaries, car theft, that kind of thing. Um, Bedfordshire Police is right at the top end. It's among some of the largest metropolitan forces in the country, um, ahead of some places that you would really be, you know, quite surprised about. Merseyside, for example, is be- below uh, Bedfordshire sorts of things. If you flip it over though and look at officer numbers, Bedfordshire is right down at the bottom. It is oh, as, about it is, as low it? as it gets. Yes. And and what the uh, concern is from the police and crime commissioner and I mean operationally from the chief constable is that Bedfordshire is funded like a rural force and yet it has hugely urban problems. You mm. know, it's got crime areas, big pockets of crime, especially in the big towns and you know, they cannot go on anymore. And what this uh, appeal for extra uh, money from the general public is, is that there's going to be a funding gap of around £6 million in a few years' time, and they can't plug it. And they say that if they can't get this extra money, uh, then they're not going to be able to do the frontline police. And so that's why Ollie Martins is calling for this, uh, um, because he need, he basically he wants extra coppers, and he wants to plug a gap that will be there. Yeah, he needs 100 extra coppers on the street. That's what uh, this uh, extra uh, 15.8% on the amount of money that you pay on your council tax that goes specifically to the police force. It's called the precept. It's not eight, It's not 15.8% on your entire council tax bill. It's just the, the proportion of your uh, money that goes to the, to the police. Now, he, he's conducted several polls, a few he's done himself. Uh, mm. uh, the most significant one, perhaps, is the YouGov poll, which Ollie came in and criticised, uh, where I think was it 70% of people were against this. Yeah, so that- it's looking like he could potentially, probably lose this. Well, well, that was on a poll based on about 500 people. Right. Um, And they put the question to people for who are, you know, a self-selecting panel. So they are people who conduct panel surveys. Does that make a difference? I don't know. Maybe it does. Um, The referendum question. And the referendum question that you will, if you live in Bedfordshire, you will go and answer on the day that you go and cast your vote in the general election is very, very plain. It will say, more or less... Uh, part of the council tax in your area goes to the police uh, for the year beginning 1st of April 2015 it will rise by 15.8% would you like that or would you rather pay 1.9% increase and it's as simple as that, it doesn't go into any explanation about what that extra money will get Mm. about the kind of pressures that the force is under, it won't say that it's going to get 75 officers into neighbourhood policing it's going to get 25 officers into safeguarding and child protection those sorts of things, it doesn't explain anything it just is a cold, do you want to pay this or this on your council tax and when answered, 70% on the YouGov poll said, no we don't want to pay that, what Ollie Martins is saying he's gone out uh, with his team to shopping centres around Bedfordshire and has 
conducted his own polling. He's asked more people. He says he's spoken to close to 2,000 people now. And the response is 45% are saying, we will pay it, and there's more don't knows. So what they're, what they're saying is once they understand the context, then that rises to 85% people of people saying they will do it. Now, you know, what does that equate to, 15.8%? If you're in a band D property, the average size property, that means you're going to pay an extra £25 a year or so. It's about 48p a week, they say. So what... Ollie Martins is arguing is that he has a, a window where he can say, pay more money, get a better service uh, before the um, election, when of course he can't say anything. But he's not he's not going out doing it. He's not, I asked him when he was in, we had an expert on who said um, he needs to go out there and treat this as an election campaign and go out and sell this story. And when I asked him what he was doing, mm. He's got nothing in the diary. He's not got any plans, as far as he knew last week, to go out and shake hands and go and go on other radio stations and go in the local press and go and give it talks in the evening to, to groups saying this is why you need to do it. David Cameron's waded in, hasn't he? What's what's he um, said about the, the the referendum? Well, that's right. David Cameron uh, was on a visit to Luton yesterday uh, to the Vauxhall factory, and he oh. was asked by our colleagues at uh, television yeah. whether or not um, they should. Or he, you know, whether he agreed with the idea that this referendum's going ahead. Of course, it's the only time that this has ever been tested yep. by any local authority. And this is his response. Well, I think what we've done is made available the funding that's necessary. And you can see that by the fact that crime here um, in this force has actually fallen over the last four years. So the police have done a good job. They've got the percentage of officers on the front line has gone up, they've got crime down, and I don't think the Police and Crime Commissioner is right to want to increase um, the council tax in this way. Under our rules, he'll have to have a referendum, and I, uh, it's obviously for local people to decide, but I don't want to see taxes go up in the way that he's proposing. Full credit to the police, they've managed to do more with less, and I think there are further efficiencies that they can, they can find, uh, coordinating with other forces, um, making sure that they share some of the costs, and uh, they should exhaust all those processes before putting um, taxpayers' bills up. Look at him with his dog dirt eyes. Look at him with his dog dirt eyes. Look at her with her rabbit's fur teeth. Look at him with his dressing gown nose. Look at her with her cold sack arms. Look at him with his wheelchair heart. Look at her with her car boot bones. Look at him, look at him. She's got a washing line smile. Look at her with a washing line smile. Look at her with a washing line smile. Look at him with his doctor eyes. Look at her with a rabbit's birthday. Look at him with his dressing gown nose. Look at her with a car boot bounce. Look at him with his wheelchair heart. Look at her, look at her, look at her, look at her. A sausage roll thumb. Look at him with his sausage roll thumb. Look at him with his sausage roll thumb. Look at him with a washing line smile. Look at him with his doctor eyes. Look at her with a dressing gown nose. Look at him with his polythene bows. Look at her with a hair dryer heart. Look at him, look at him, look at him, look at him. 
for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Marston Mortain on the A421, that's been closed eastbound between Beancroft Road and the Marshleys roundabout because of an accident, so police are there redirecting traffic. In Dunstable and Chilton Road, that's closed in both directions between the High Street North and West Street because the tree's fallen down. And in Watford on St Albans Road, there's roadworks going on at Kingsway and Horseshoe Lane, so that could cause some delays later on, but it's not looking too bad at the moment. Checking the speed sensors in Brickettwood on the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. It's starting to get quite busy there, but no delays reported so far on the M25 or the M40. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past six with the headlines. I'm Barry Caffrey. A controversial Milton Keynes council budget, which was set to make £22 million of cuts, has been rejected by councillors. Both Conservative and Liberal Democrat councillors voted against the proposals from the Labour administration. The Prime Minister has criticised the Bedfordshire Police and Crime Commissioner for his plan to charge the public more for policing in the county. Labour PCC Ollie Martins has triggered a referendum by asking for a 16% increase in the police precept on council tax bills. The Defence Secretary has warned there is a very real danger that President Putin could try to destabilise other former Soviet states such as Lithuania, Estonia and Latvia, as has happened in Ukraine. Michael Fallon says NATO must be ready to stand up to Russian aggression, whatever form it takes. A new study suggests the NHS in England is paying too much for new drugs and that patients on other treatments will lose out as a result. Researchers say the current system of calculating the worth of a drug is doing more harm than good. And the weather forecast, most places will start dry and cloudy, but a band of rain will spread in from mid-morning onwards with most parts ending the day wet. It will become quite windy too, with highs of 8 Celsius, that's 46 in Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's women have won their first 2020 international against New Zealand by eight wickets. The BBC's Henry Moran reports. After what they conceded was a disappointing start to the tour, England's women fought back in the best way possible here in Vangarai. It was as convincing a T20 victory as you can imagine. Asked to field, they reduced New Zealand to 18 for six before the White Ferns eventually struggled to 60 all out in the 20th over. As she has done all tour, Heather Knight once again starred with the ball. Her offspin claimed three Kiwi wickets. The run chase was fairly straightforward. Just two wickets fell as England chased that small target of 61. They reached it in the 12th over. Captain Charlotte Edwards leading from the front 
front with an excellent 32 not out. The perfect tonic to a tricky start to the tour in New Zealand and England will be looking to do it all again tomorrow in the second T20. Former England bowler Graham Swan says Paul Collingwood should be coaching England and not Scotland. Collingwood, who was part of the England setup for the World 2020 last year, is now coaching Scotland at the World Cup. England play Scotland in Pool A on Sunday. England fly half Danny Cipriani has ended speculation about his future by signing a new two-year contract at Premiership side Sale. Cipriani, who scored for England against Italy in his first Six Nations game since 2008 on Saturday, had been linked with a move to French side Toulon. In the Champions League, Cristiano Ronaldo was on the score sheet as Real Madrid won 2-0 at Schalke in the first leg of their last 16 tie. Elsewhere, Basel and Porto played out a 1-1 draw in Switzerland. The knockout stage of the Europa League gets underway tonight with four British teams in action. Tottenham begin a run of six matches over the next 17 days when they host Florentina in the first leg of their last 32 tie. Liverpool are also at home against Besiktas. The Turkish side are set to include striker Dembaba, whose goal for Chelsea at Anfield last season arguably ruined Liverpool's quest for a first Premier League title. Those are the sports headlines. I'm back with a full news bulletin at 7 o'clock. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Tim Wooler. BBC no, 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 no. Three Counties Radio. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That one. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Yasmin Khan. Hey. BBC Three Counties Radio. I no. wish it was. Hang on, hang on. Here we go, here we go. This is it. And at last and play. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Edward Adu. There we go. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Do, do. Edward Adu. If I was Edward Adu... I'd have a show called Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah, but then I'd have a feature called Edward's Ado's, Edward's Adon'ts. And he would tell you... You should put these in an email. This is gold. Why can't we laugh at people's names anymore? What's you laugh at mine. Yes. Yeah, you laugh at mine all the time. OK. Kelly? Hi. 08459455505. Paul, you, um, you didn't vacate the studio. Yeah. I'm using my conjugal rights. Well, I don't think you know what that means. Oh, do I mean uh, yeah, con- contractual? Yes. yes, thank you. Okay, um, you've given Catherine the quiet microphone, which is interesting. A little bit of interesting psychology. I just took the the one closest to me. Okay. Well, what have you found in the papers? Stand further away. No. Massive corporate. What? M- massive corporate marketing mess up. Krispy Kreme, the donut chain, has apologised after its whole store branded a children's half-term club, KKK, presumably the Krispy King Club. Um, The American white supremacist group, uh, Ku Klux Klan, obviously quite similar. And a spokeswoman for the shop said... Well, identical, in fact. um, Not quite as delicious. Not quite, no. Uh, at all. Uh, spokesman said that the shop has now taken down the sign from point of sale. But the thing is, right, I wasn't upset the fact that they called it the KKK. I mean, that's, you know, people got upset by that. They're wrong to get upset about that. Did this happen in England? Yes. Well, oh. then no one no, is they're, going to associate They're wrong to get upset by it. What annoys me is that Krispy Kreme are having a week of half-term activities, including a club for kids where they go and decorate donuts. Because mm. that stuff, I mean, it's delicious, 
But you don't want your kids going and decorating those things. They will die of sugar overdose. They're already quite sweet. Yeah. What, the kids? Yeah. Gorgeous. <clears throat> Kels? <coughs> Hi. Yeah, we go. OK. Thanks for that story, Paul. Thanks. Catherine, show him how it's done. Um. I got one, I got one. Here we go. Detectives are hunting a chubby jet skier who goes go. mooning off beaches near... Hey! How will they recognise him? Do you know the whole um, racist scandal with Chelsea? Oh. The, the train guys. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That escalated quickly. Well, it did. Well, you know the whole... Is it bad that the, the only thing that I spent... I, I watched the clip today and I was disappointed. The only... Th the, the main thing that was bothering me about it yesterday was I was trying to work out what tune the chant was done to. Um, Turns out there's no tune. I thought they were singing, um, like, singing a song. Like, go west, you thought it was going to be... <clears throat> da, 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 and that's da, the way we da, like it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That wasn't the Adams family, was it? No, it, it was It was no tune. tune. There was no tune Turns at all. Turns out it was just mindless racism. Just a bit of racism. Now, here's the thing. Hops and McClory. Hops and McClory. Mean, mean anything to you guys? Mm. Hops and McClory. They sound like rabbits. They, well, they've been doing it like rabbits. A young couple, say young, she's 22, he's 30. Oh, those guys. They were having it away in a pub toilet classy classy glassy but then what happened uh, coppers came in and pepper sprayed them well after asking them to desist <laughs> could you could you separate please guys it, detach it's like the slightly more asbo version of throwing a bucket of water over two dogs now the thing is right <laughs> look at the picture of them scoins well i mean look at him he looks like someone who got rejected from jeremy kyle and she looks all right and you kind of think what on earth is she doing with him? I'll tell you what wow. it is. Yeah? Blue Wicked. Yeah. Uh... I've been banned from having that stuff. Really? Does it make you... Uh... It makes me really sweary. So if she's already sweary, it can only lead to that. that is... Does that come in pill form? No, Blue Wicked. It's, um, it's an alco pop. Oh.
late to the party because we saw this on the telly on to t- t- Tuesday and then I bunked and then I was ill yesterday but it's still in the papers today these idiots that want to go to Mars yeah what's that oh, all about gosh so there are five British people that have been shortlisted to in the, the 100 that, that may go to Mars. They won't. <coughs> and it seems all they had to do to, to be shortlisted was make a wacky video on a webcam. Yeah. One of them went to um, Oxford though. But what are they going to go to Mars for? To die. They're going to Mars to die. Now, some of them are quite um, uh, plain, uh, dare I say, ugly. They've got nothing to live for. But some of them are hot. And you think, well, why would you do that? You've got so much potential. They're Maybe. there to encourage the others. Maybe it's some sort of biological engineering experiment exactly. to see what happens in is the Is this long-term. actually going to happen, or exactly is this is. is this is this nonsense? It's not going to happen. Why? It won't happen. It's um, are behind it, aren't they? And, and, and they, they, those guys are great. Because of reality, it's not going to happen. Oh. Health and safety will probably knock it out of the sky. I mean, not literally. That would be terrible. Hopefully, of course. Um, so I, it just, well, it just it strikes me as very odd. Do you remember that we, I was talking to Kath about this the other day? Do you remember Space Cadets with Johnny Vaughan? Yes. It wasn't that brilliant. Oh, yes, I do. Where they tricked a load of idiots yes. into thinking they were in a Russian training camp, and really, they, I think they oh, were in Hertfordshire. We, yeah. we think they ended it too soon, right? What they should have done. <laughs> well, they, tri- they, they then tricked five people into thinking they were actually going to space. <laughs> they thought they were in space yeah. for the moment, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For what about they, three days, they thought they were in space. They didn't exploit it to the further... I mean, we would have gone much farther, wouldn't we? I'd have blown up the planet Earth in front yeah. of them. <laughs> that's the thing, right? But that's not where the thing ends. Or had a giant spider crawling across it. <laughs> Once they think the Earth is ended, nothing to lose. Yeah. That's when the cameras start rolling. Yay! That was such a good programme. They got a lot of flack for that halfway through and they tamed down the they engine a lot. People. Yeah, they tamed the engine should down a lot. Should have held their nerve. Yeah, they should have done. Channel 4 do that. They also did a programme um, uh, presented by Dermot uh, with, uh, uh, about sleep deprivation where people were going to stay awake. They were going to see who could stay awake the longest. Yeah. And then, uh, like, uh, flipping hippies got involved and then they had to have uh, 15 minutes sleep every hour. Oh. Well, what's the point, guys? Why don't the hippies get involved with me? Sorry? I could do with 15 minutes every hour. No, mate. No, 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 no. Won't people learn that when psychologists and psychiatrists and doctors, get involved... Welfare. Yeah. Ruins telly. Health and safety. It's yeah. just... TV, as I, I was watching some clips of um, the 11 o'clock show on YouTube yesterday. I fell down the rabbit hole. And, um, yeah, OK, OK, some of the stuff was uh, a little bit racist and a little bit offensive, but it was funny. It was, it was funny. That, Good old-fashioned humour. But that was in the days when you could say really rude things and everyone knew it was a joke. Yes. Now Nowadays, you have to say, hashtag now, joke. Hashtag bants, classic bants. I, I saw one of those once and I saw, uh, I think you were interviewing the gangster. What was his name? Which one? The, well, oh, Matt Frankie Frank, Fraser. Frank, Frankie Fraser. Yeah, He's yeah, a very yeah. charming, you dapper did, man. You did have a look of utter fear in your eye. I, I cheeked Fra- mad Frankie Fraser and then afterwards he came up to me and said, do you know I am? I said, yeah, you're mad Frankie Fraser. We st- stopped him in the street and he said, I like you. I like your show. If ever you're in trouble, give me a call. He would have helped. Well, he's dead now, so yeah. I'm, 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 you know, I'm in terrible trouble. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M1 southbound, there's reports of a lane being blocked between Junction 13 for Bedford and 12 for Flittick. And on the M25, looking at speed sensors anti-clockwise, it's starting to look very slow from Junction 21 for the M1 to Junction 19 for Watford. Also looking very slow on the M25 Junction 21A roundabout on the North Orbital Road. In Marston Mortain, on the A421 eastbound, it's been closed because of an accident between Beancroft Road and the Marshleys roundabouts. Police are there redirecting traffic and they say that most traffic should be able to use the old for A421 instead. And in Dunstable on Chilton Road, that's been closed in both directions between the High Street North and West Street because the trees have fallen down there in the road. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.46, it's Thursday the 19th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes councillors have been sent back to the drawing board after their budget plans were rejected last night. And David Cameron has criticised the Bedfordshire Police and Crime Commissioner for his plan to charge the public more for policing in the county. Coming up, we've got BBC Introduce Him, we've got Justin Dealey, but before that, here's the weather with Alina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning to you, Ian. Uh, dry start this morning, but much more cloud than we've seen on recent days, and that will be thickening and building all the while, eventually bringing some outbreaks of rain across later on this morning and then through this afternoon. Patchy at first, but becoming more persistent and locally heavy later on this afternoon. Quite a wet end to the day. Strengthening southwesterly wind as well, so although temperatures getting up to around 7 or 8 Celsius, it will feel on the cool side. The rain only slowly clearing its way eastward through the first part of the night, and then the latter half of the night becoming mainly dry, although we can't rule out one or two showers. Temperatures shouldn't drop much lower than four or five Celsius. For tomorrow, a dry start. Again, once uh, once again, quite a bit of cloud around. And then through the afternoon, we are likely to see some rain pushing its way up from the south. There is some uncertainty as to the timings and the exact northern extent of that rain band. So try and keep an eye on the forecast over the next 24 hours if you can. But it looks like tomorrow afternoon will be wet once again. Highs tomorrow, six or seven Celsius. That rain then clears. And then for Saturday, it's mainly dry, but cold and windy. A few sunny spells around, but also the chance of one or two showers. But then it turns very wet and windy on Sunday. And Ian, that's your forecast. Every weekday morning. Let me get on with your consumer problems. Should I expect it to last as a £350 TV or a £250 TV? Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Have you gone back to the retailer? I went and spoke to the company that you paid the money to. The JBS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. So I emailed again and reminded them of the statutory rights which I've heard in your programme. If you need our help, email jbsshow at bbc.co.uk. They've backed down and they they have put him right into me that I no longer owe the money. And we could do the same for you. That's fantastic news. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Your team is fantastic because you look after the people. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. J-Dog. Hey, geezer. The call was sent out. You responded to the call immediate, immediately. You are a gentleman. Mm-hmm. And uh, a legend. Thank you very much. And you made a lot of uh, postmenopausal women very, very happy yesterday. Good to hear that. Great yeah, feedback. Thank you. And the menopause, good news, can last 12 years. Excellent stuff. That's, good. that's good going to be great back, news. Boss. And of course, uh, HRT um, gives you cancer. So, Bad news. Uh, that's um, not looking. It doesn't. No. It doesn't. But you, you, it you're might. In high ch- it might do. You're in a higher chance for everybody. Deep yeah. here, guys. It's very deep. Well, Justin, you know what? I discovered yesterday. I thought, you know what? The show's too flippant. The, to- the show's too frivolous. It's too flippant. It's too light. We need, uh, we need facts, not fictions, <laughs> and uh, less laughs. We've got too many laughs in the show, mm. so I'm banning laughs. OK, mm. all right. But before we do that, mm. Kelly Betts! Hello. BBC Introducing. Why? Don't, listen, I know what it is. Catherine knows what it is. I do, yeah. 
Justin doesn't know what it mm. is. So can you sell it to Justin's? So Justin's, mm. basically, Introducing is a show dedicated to the unsigned and upcoming music from the three counties, Justin's. Right. And if you upload your music to bbc.co.uk forward slash introducing, if it's good, your options are endless. You could get played, Justin's, on Radio 1, Radio 2, 6 Music, Asian Network, 1 Extra. In fact, last year, Justin's, all the uh, bands that I put forward for festivals all got selected, which meant some of our acts got played on Glastonbury. So that's if it's good. If it's bad, we play it? If it's bad, um, then nothing happens. Thank you. I was was going to say, because my my new tune, What's Your Flavour, brackets the remix, is uh, due out next month. It's funny that you say that, because I'm actually just downloading that song now. Uh, My remix of that tune. So if I upload that, you're telling me that might get played on this programme? Possibly, That's great news. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, We have have a little snatch of it now, Just. Yeah. What's your flavour? Tell me what's your flavour. Ooh. Excellent stuff. Who have we got today, Kelly Betts? Today we have Ollie Simpson. He's from St Albans. Um, he's a singer-songwriter, and when you hear him, you think, who's this old 80-year-old man on my radio? Yeah. It's, he's 22. And he's done a song about a TV show he used to present, isn't he? He's done a song called Rise. He's very, yeah, very yeah. In fact, I look forward to listening to it. Nothing ever changed I'm still young Still afraid I've been looking For someone else to blame Guess I'm losing At my own game Cause you bring me down Justin, that's a kid. 
No, he, he sounds like somebody else. Uh, who's that other guy? Kelly will know this. Uh, the guy from Harper Shoes. Ezra. Deep George, George Ezra. He sounds like George Ezra. He's not a kid. 22. He's 22. Is he blimey? Oh, very deep. Sorry? Very deep. He should still be playing on <laughs> his bike. I don't know why he's so he sad. He sounds like that. That's amazing, well, isn't it? this song is happy. Is it? Hang well, well, on, it... The music's sad. Well, he's got... He's, got he's, a... he's positive, he's saying. He's got a voice on him, hasn't he? Bad things happen, but I'm going to rise above this. Yeah, yeah. Can't hold me down. OK, well, I mean, he's got, he's got some voice on He's a boy, is he? Yeah. What's he going to sound like when he's a man? Is he? Is his voice doing a Benjamin Button? <laughs> is it? Makes you think, didn't it, Just? <laughs> that's a good point. Thank yeah. you very much, I got Justin. That one. Yeah, yeah thank you. Delay reaction. No, like that's it. all right, mate. Yeah, it don't matter. Good. I'm, I'm, you know, that's fine. That's all good stuff. Well, thank you, Kelly. What was oh, his name? Well. Craig David. Ollie Simpson. <laughs> Ollie Simpson. <laughs> but this is Craig David. What's your flavour? Tell, Tell me what's your flavour. What's your flavour? Tell me what's your favourite. That's the one where he dressed up as Willy Wonka, right? <laughs> no, OK. I, I, I once uh, um, interviewed uh, Craig, uh, David, and um, he's a very nice guy. He was giving me um, love advice. Oh, yeah. He was giving me love advice. Yeah, yeah. He was. And he also told me that his, um, his flat at the time, this is when he was a big star, his flat at the time was connected to his phone, right? So if he was bringing a honey home... Um, yeah, a honey, yeah, OK, because we can hear what you're saying, Catherine. Yeah. If he was bringing a honey home, right, and he was um, feeling, I don't know, randy, mm. oh, he would text his no, house... He no, text romantic. His, well, all right, sexy. If he was feeling up for it, he'd text his house, up for it. What? Uh, <laughs> I love this, this guy. This is true, this is yeah. true, right? And so his house would go, oh, Craig's up for it, i better get the house um, ready for love. So, so he'd so, make love to his house? No, 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 no. <laughs> the, would, what would then happen, the, the heating would go on, Right, so that, that when they got home, the honey would want to take her clothes off. Oh, yeah. This is true. The sex <laughs> oh, music yes. would go on, <laughs> and the lights would go like sexy red or purple. Oh, uh, but if he was, um, if like he a dodgy if, club, if he was coming home and, and he was um, on his own and he was, he'd, he'd text the house lonely, and it would put on like it would be more. It, the lights would be, I don't know, blue. And the telly would be on with, and it would show um, Cash in the Attic on the Sky Plus. Oh. VHS back in those days. If he had like three honeys coming home, <laughs> he would text party. Greedy. Yeah, greedy. And it would, you know, do you know what I mean? It, the yeah. house would respond to his sexual needs. That is unbelievable. So, it's you, true. You're, you're telling me that song he did, Seven Days, where, where he met a girl on. Oh, he's just on reading Monday. his diary. Just so reading his diary out. Drink on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, you know, what, what they were getting up to. That was based on a true story. Yeah. Yeah. And all different light fixtures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Honestly. <laughs> such a nice bloke. Sunday, big light on. <laughs> yeah, he's chilling. He's having a rest, isn't it? Get the books out. Yeah. <laughs> Get the books. The, the house would deliver books to his bedside table. Craig David. <laughs> Craig <laughs> David all over your boing. We should get him on. Yeah, I think he's okay. busy. OK. In uh, McDonald's, isn't it? <laughs> oh. Ooh. Showbiz. Uh, showbiz. Ouch. What are we going to do with Justin? I don't know. There's a woman who's found something in her garden. Mm. Who killed Lucy? Who killed Lucy? Oh, no, 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 no. It's the talk of the street. No, it's not talk of my street. coming up to me, telling me, who do you think killed Lucy? No. I don't, I don't. 30 years old today. No. Do you know, if they answered it, I wouldn't know, because I don't watch it. No. What was number one on this day back in 1985, guys? I don't think they're going to know the answer to that. I knew him so well, I've just told you. Was it, I, I know him so well? Yeah. Wasn't he good? Isn't, Wasn't he it fine? Isn't it madness? He can't be mine. But yeah, in the end, we need...
need a little bit more than me. More security is fantasy and freedom. I know him so well. <laughs> Who sang that? It was Barbara Dixon and Elaine Page. Two, yes. two lovely mumsy hotties. Mm. What is that? Uh, somebody's found something in the back garden, you say? Yeah. Or... Fossil. Old people having sex in the Telegraph. We've done that one, didn't we, recently? Oh, that's a good one, that we, is, yeah. well, we, OK, well, I, I mean, we did it recently, but if you can, if you can put a new spin on this... Mm. There's a thing about carers being told not to wake up um, elderly people for their own... Well, they uh, could wake them up for this. The golden age of sex for couples wed 50 years. They may be past their sexual prime, says the Telegraph, but it would be wrong to assume golden oldies become bored in the bedroom. Oh. Couples who've stayed together more than 50 years make love more than those who've had multiple partners in their lives. In the Telegraph, you say? Yes, boss. Okay, story. So if it's OK with you, I'm going to go to Dunstable on this well, one this Today's morning. the day you're going to get punched. I can see it. No, 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 no. The, the, if you go out into the streets, especially Dunstable, it's going to be our new home come April. If well, you just put... that's what they tell us. <laughs> yes. It was February, then it was March. If you put the question to them in a nice way, we should get a decent response this morning. I'm certainly hoping. So, Dunstable, I'm coming for you this morning, talking about your personal lives. Justin, ta-ra! Cheers. There we go. 08459 555 is the phone number. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there's a lane closed between Junction 13 for Bedford and 12 for Flittick because of, because of a breakdown. In Marston Mortain on the A421 eastbound, that's still closed between Beancroft Road and the A428 Marshalls roundabout because of an accident involving a car and a lorry. And in Dunstable and Chilton Road, that's still closed in both directions between the High Street North and West Street because of trees fallen down. Having a look at the speed sensors on the A404 in High Wycombe, that's got the roadworks at Marlow Road, but it's not causing any queues at the moment, but it could get busy later on. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Scoynes is uh, suggesting that Craig David would have uh, texted day five to his house. What was he doing on day five? Having it away or resting? Now on a Monday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Chilled on Sunday. So Thursday. Monday? Friday was day five, right? Right, can someone give us a call, please? And just tell us Craig David's weekly schedule, because I don't remember it that... He met the girl on Monday, right? Well, where would you meet a girl on Monday? No one's, no one's open. Right, we'll, we'll talk about this after the news. and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Barry Caffrey. The headlines, MK budget rejected. Beds PCC triggers referendum for higher council tax and more say for parents of children with mental health problems. BBC Three Counties Radio. A controversial Milton Keynes council budget, which was set to make £22 million of cuts, has been rejected by councillors. Both Conservative and Liberal Democrat councillors voted against the proposals from the Labour administration. Peter Marland is the council leader. Of course you're disappointed because what happens is you go through a whole period of consultation, you build a budget and you do what you think is best. And obviously in an overall control council tonight we've been told that's what other people don't think is best. And what we need to do, and what I said tonight, was people will understand that there are political differences. What they don't understand was that there was no alternative presented. 
The Prime Minister has criticised the Bedfordshire Police and Crime Commissioner for his plan to charge the public more for policing in the county. Labour PCC Ollie Martins has triggered a referendum by asking for a 16% increase in the police precept on council tax bills. But David Cameron says that's unnecessary. The fact is crime is falling. Full credit to the police, they've managed to do more with less and I think there are further efficiencies that they can they can find, uh, coordinating with other forces, um, making sure that they share some of the costs, and uh, they should exhaust all those processes before putting um, taxpayers' bills up. The Defence Secretary, Michael Fallon, has warned that the Russian President Vladimir Putin may seek to destabilise more former Soviet states such as Lithuania, Latvia and Estonia. Mr Fallon said NATO must be ready to repel Russian aggression, whatever form it takes. A new study suggests the NHS in England is paying too much for new drugs and that patients and other treatments will lose out as a result. Researchers say the current system of calculating the worth of a drug is doing more harm than good. Parents of children with mental health problems in England are to get more say in how their child is cared for. A survey of parents has suggested major problems including long delays and poor care. NHS England has now pledged to work with the charity Young Minds to improve the situation. Bedfordshire Police has closed down a suspected brothel in Luton. A 41-year-old man and a 30-year-old woman were arrested on suspicion of managing a brothel in Cowper Street and have been bailed to return to Luton Police Station on the 30th of March. And researchers at the University of Hertfordshire have developed a prototype of a social robot to help elderly people live independently. It can potentially help to prevent isolation and loneliness, as well as offering stimulating activities. Over the past three years, the project team successfully carried out a wide range of studies in the university's robot house. The weather forecast, most places will start dry and cloudy, but a band of rain will spread in from mid-morning onwards, with most parts ending the day wet. It will become windy too, highs today of 8 Celsius. Those are the headlines. I'm back with more at half seven. Morning team, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. What exactly did Craig David get up to in his week of love? Let's find out. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Ian knows the answer. Morning, Ian. I'm all right, thank you. Craig David uh, used to be the big I am. Uh, yeah. He had a very busy week. What exactly was Craig David's week? Well, he met a girl on Monday. Yep. He took her for a drink on Tuesday. Yep. And then he made love with her on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday. And then chill on Sunday. You'd have to chill on Sunday after that, wouldn't you? You'd need a rest. I'd have, to, I'd have to chill for the rest of the month. That's right. Is it fair to say that Craig David's promising pop career was killed by, um, um, who was that avid Marion? Lee, um, Lee... Lee David! What? That's the normal impression, but yeah. Bo Selector. And Kez. Kez, the Kestrel. Well, did that... Obviously, his pop career would have ended at some point anyway, but did that, that sped things up, didn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah, but it wasn't that good, was he? And he, 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 he did that song and he did Flavour, and that was the only two. No, he did, no, he did another he did. song. Uh, Craig David, David all over, over your boink. Re, what, re, re, rewind. For the birthday bowl selector. There we go. Ian, I'm going to let you go because the line's not great. That was him uh, with the Artful Dodger. That was the first one, wasn't it? When the crowd say, Bowl Selector. I see what I was watching. Um, I've been watching um, Frank's fantastic show, Shed Show. Right, It's a TV series he had in the late 90s. And Frank Sidebottom. Frank Sidebottom. It's brilliant, right? It's a mess and it's brilliant because it's a mess. And you've got all these uh, long-forgotten pop bands on there. Oceanic are on there. Um, there's, is there a band called London Knights? Not the London Boys. London, they sang London Knights. London, is it called London Knights or something? And they're awful. But this, this bald fella comes on with like a tiny little unicorn horn on his head, right? And he comes in and sits in. Right? What, stuck on? Or one of those no, ones underneath his skin? No, a little hair oh, right. unicorn thing, right? And he comes on and he gets a big round of applause. I'm thinking, who the hell is this? It's a Dampsky. It was a Dampsky. And I, I thought, he, I mean, that was, I've got no idea. Is Adamski still, still alive? Is he still, he was like the British Moby. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. Didn't mo- he do Killer? Mm, Never mm, gonna survive. Mm, 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 he did do Killer. Mm, mm, mm. That one. But, um, uh, of course, um, he was the British Moby. Moby, of course, the greatest musical thief of all time. All he did was just steal other people's songs, didn't he, Moby? Moby. Moby. He's made a lot of money out of adverts. He made a lot of money out of stealing music. It doesn't eat meat. Yeah, that'll explain There's it. There's some Moby facts for you. Thanks, Catherine. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Enjoying the musical memories there, Scoins? Great, great times. Adamski, Craig David, Oceanic, possibly oh. a band called London Knights, we're not sure. I do remember, I've uh, had okay. an Adamski record. I saw Moby at Glastonbury once. Yeah, did you speak to him? No. Why not? You had an argument with him? You fallen out with Moby? What's your beef? Did he steal one of your songs? He stole my heart. Well, that, that, that happens. Now, Milton Keynes councillors had its budget thrown out by opposition councillors. <clears throat> Excuse me. Local homeless shelters had faced possible closure after the Labour leaders of the council set out £22 million of savings. Now, that may still happen, as the party leaders will now go back and negotiate a new budget. Paul, you were there last night. Um, uh, You were tweeting in the third person. What happened? (laughs) Well, uh, I mean, this was a budget which was designed to save £22 million, you say, and... Unfortunately, for the council at least, it's not gone through. So they now have to go back to the table and try and do some more uh, sort of behind-the-scenes negotiations to try and get it through. And I think the reason it didn't go through is because... I've not seen a turnout at Milton Keynes Council quite as high in terms of the public gallery. It was rammed. I saw the pictures. It was packed, wasn't it? It was absolutely packed. And, I mean, there were 19 people down to talk at a meeting, and that's unusual. Usually Milton Keynes Council meetings, I think it's fair to say, are attended by one man and his dog, quite literally in some cases, but um, it's just very quiet. They do go on, though. They really Mm. go on, Milton Keynes Council. finished last night at 11 o'clock. And... I think the the strength of feeling from within the audience was that the number of uh, people who perhaps were from a vulnerable sector of community were going to be, they say, unduly affected. So we had cuts like £260,000 to go from the Citizens Advice Bureau, um, £798,000 to go from homeless shelters, uh, which charity said would result in the closure of several 
uh, homes, which the could be is, young people going homeless this summer. They have to save £22 million somehow, don't they? have to. Wait, they, they haven't got that money. No, and it's in a total uh, project spending of about £90 million pounds that they've got to spend uh, save. So, you know, they are up against it, like every single council. And just yesterday, there was a report from a government, no, local government um, finance group, which said that councils are on a cliff edge when it comes to uh, saving you know, vulnerable people in terms of the money it's costing. Um, however, yes, it was voted down, both the Lib Dems... The Lib Dems and the, the Tories voted it down. Is that a little bit of politicking? Because I'm, I'm, I'm highly suspicious, now we're coming to a general election, I'm suspicious of everybody's motives in these things. Is it a little bit of a Yabu sucks to Labour? Because the Lib Dems and the Tories, they would have to make these cuts if they were in power, wouldn't they? You're absolutely right. And I think you're probably in the the right ballpark when it comes to, is it a bit of Yabu? Absolutely. I mean, what you'll hear from now is the two opposition leaders, but you're absolutely right. I think there is an element of you know you know that they have to make these savings too i asked at the meeting afterwards well you'd have had to make these savings too this is what the lib dem leader Douglas mccall and the tory deputy leader andrew geary said to me well, i think it was inevitable because the, the labor administration just took such an arrogant approach and refused to um, listen to the public and organisations which attended various meetings, but they haven't engaged with the opposition parties. Not only does it penalise the most vulnerable and others as well, those who are the lifeblood of the city, but it's not a deliverable budget in terms of the way it's built, the way it's structured and the way it was planned to be delivered, because I don't think there is a plan. I think they're wading around in a haze of fog. Now, the leader of the Tories, Edith Bald, uh, gave a, a nice snappy line saying that the council was preparing the prospect of driverless cars but it was also facing the prospect of a driverless council um, but what she was then saying is that the uh, council could have made savings in some of its back office there was a lot of sick pay for example but the leader of the council an understandably disappointed Peter Marlon from the Labour Party said that they're already working hard to make those savings in the back office you know, senior management costs have fallen and the overall pay bill will be going down by £3.4 million this year. So we are looking at our own house, we are keeping our house in order. But ultimately, you can't find £22 million for savings by taking out three managers or four managers. It's a bigger task than that and it's a much more fundamental task than that and people have got to face up to that rather than putting out some of these false narratives. Uh, there were protests before the meeting, were there? Yeah, I, I can't imagine it's ever co comfortable for a council leader to walk past a troop of scouts aged 10 and 11 uh, uh, kind of campaigning against cuts outside your council meeting. Uh, but that's what they had to do yesterday. There were also people from... Scouts, you say? Scouts. Okay. Uh, people from outside the, uh, uh, the, the sort of cuts, anti-cuts groups and, um, you know, people from the homeless shelters. We heard earlier on from a man who had been helped in one of the uh, city's homeless well, shelters. Let's speak to, uh, to uh, Hugh Wright now, who uh, lives at uh, the uh, one of the places in Bletchley that could be under threat, the Orbit Housing Association. has got places in Fishermead and Bletchley. Morning, Hugh. Good morning, Ian. Uh, what's your reaction to the decision last night? Um, to be quite honest, I'm pleased that decision was made because um, it gives us a little bit of respite. It's now, what are they going to do next? Well, it's, it, and that's it. It isn't a decision, is it? There's, there's not really been a decision. It's just kind of, uh, you have to come back in a week or so and, and give us some more ideas. Are you optimistic well, yeah. that... The, uh, do you think this could be a permanent reversal or do you think it's just buying you a bit of time? At the moment, I think it's probably just going to be buying us a bit of time, although I'd like to hope that it'll be more of a permanent reversal. Uh, ahead of last night's meeting, the council met up with residents at, at the shelter. I'm assuming you were there. What was said? Um, basically, um, in, in my opinion, when we turned up for the meeting, 
um, the council seemed very unprepared for the sort of questions we were asking. And one of the questions was, well, if you're going to make the cuts, what provisions are you going to put in place to help us? We didn't even get a response. All we got told is, oh, well, we're talking with Orbit. And that was it. When we spoke to uh, a, a member of the council last week, they said that uh, unless there were, the residents had problems with health or drug issues, they weren't responsible for finding them somewhere to live. Yes, yeah, but basically they, they were still echoing that. They were basically saying everything's going to be done on an individual basis if you fit the criteria. They talk, for the, for the council. They talked about um, that some people in, in the the, uh, the hostels or the, 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 have come from prison backgrounds, and it's up to the probation service to help them find residencies. If that's the case, um, that it's not the council's responsibility, then, then surely it's right that they shouldn't pay for it. Um, to an extent, yes, but it's also to do with the social welfare. So if people are coming out of prison, probation normally find them somewhere to go, such as places like Orbit and the YMCA. So it's, it's, it's a, two, a double-edged sword, really, isn't it, in that sense? It's, it's a tough decision, and I, I wouldn't want to be having to make these cuts. If they didn't cut the, the funding to, uh, to Orbit and other homeless shelters, Hugh, where would you suggest they do make cuts? Oh, crikey. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. It is. I have absolutely no idea. I mean, I'm not sort of been that way inclined at all. I understand they have to make cuts. I just rather it just wasn't to do with the homeless situation of the people in Milton Keynes. What's the mood like in there at the moment, Hugh? Um, very, very subdued yesterday. Um, I don't know if people are listening at the moment, but no one actually knows, apart from people that might be listening, what's actually happened. So hopefully the mood will pick up a little bit and, you know... We can actually maybe put ideas forward ourselves to what we think could be a good solution if they have to make these cuts. Hugh, uh, it's good to talk to you. I, I, I guess we'll speak again soon, and um, yeah, let us know what happens, won't you? Yeah, absolutely no problems. Thank Ian. you very much indeed. When do they have to come up with a new alternative plan, the council? Well, I've been told by the leader that they, he is going to meet the other leaders on Friday. They've got to come back again on Wednesday okay. and hopefully put something together. If, of course, they can't, then the government will step in and do it for them. Well, so what does that mean? The government step in? Well, they, they come in and, and, and well, Eric, David Cameron sorts it out. Eric Pickles. The, uh, he comes in and sorts it out. He will come in and sort it out. And he, what he says will go. He'll probably set a budget for them and it will either freeze it or, you know, the most they could do is to put it up by the minimum, or sorry, by the maximum amount you can raise at the moment, which is about 1.9%. But what's worth knowing is that, you know, all councils are facing similar problems. They are all having to do more with a lot less. The mm. government grant has gone down, and councils have, as Hugh suggested there, picked up the pieces from various other areas in the past. And it's now clear, we're being told this by councils of all persuasions, not just, you know, Labour or Lib Dem councils. Some Conservatives are saying the same. We can only do what we legally have to do so they're at a situation now it's been talked about for years but we're approaching that 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 zone with the local government association talk about we're at the cliff we've reached the point where you know the stuff that we're having to do legally is costing us so much money we can't do anything else. My sixth form politics, which are not very well formed out, it, it, it just strikes me as uh, uh, odd that uh, the, we're talking about 36 people getting kicked out of a homeless shelter the day after nothing's happening to people at HSBC. You, you, you know, it just seems that priorities perhaps are not as, as, as clear as they should be. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M1 towards London, it's looking very slow from Junction 9 for Redbourne, but it's cleared up now on the M1 southbound between Junction 13 for Bedford and 12 for Flitwick. That's all uh, starting to move again now after the breakdown closed a lane earlier. On the M25 anti-clockwise, that's looking quite slow between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. Then Marston Mortain on the A421 eastbound. That's now reopened after the accident between Beancroft Road and the Marshleys roundabout. Also in Dunstable and Chilton Road, the road was closed between the High Street North and West Street because a tree had fallen down, but that's now been removed and it's all up and running again. On the train departure board, so the 716 service from Bedford to Sevenoaks calling through Luton at 7.40 is delayed. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 7.17, it's Thursday the 19th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A controversial Milton Keynes council budget, which was set to make £22 million of cuts, has been rejected by councillors. And a new study suggests the NHS is paying too much for new drugs, leaving less money to cover the cost of other treatments. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. Do we really need public libraries anymore? Tell us what you think this morning. Get behind your local station and uh, help crack these clues. Let's see who can find the treasure first. But there is a way you can hear it all again. What a show today. We go back to the 70s for our chart rundown. So when did you start making music? Uh, about two years ago, I started recording on my brother's 8-track. bbc.co.uk slash radio. You held a service in a vodka bar this week, is that right? The OJ's Extraordinary Girl. Isn't that a terrific sound? Completing the menu today, a lovely cocoa and rhubarb and custard on toast topped with a meringue. I don't want anyone messing with my brain if they don't understand how it works. Last year, the IPCC dropped an investigation into your conduct. Black and minority students must get better results than their white peers in order to get into university. bbc.co.uk slash threecountiesradio. Come on, Peter. Hello. Am I the only person who still sniggers when I hear Coco Van? <laughs> yeah? I'm not saying. You're, but you're not saying, but no. you, you think it, don't you? Yeah, I think Tacky Mac too. Sorry? <laughs> I think Tacky Mac too. Let me Tacky just Mac go. too. I think it's um, a DVD. Oh, OK, no. right. Peter, what would you like to have a whinge about today, I my friend? I was just going to ask you, if you could ask the question. Yep. On Milton Keynes... On Milton Keynes. They're in dire situation with regard to, <laughs> to homeless and that sort of thing, and yep. people, people in desperate plight. How many families have, have they accepted from London? Because places like Luton and other places like that, which are in dire straits and housing, yep. have been accepting families from London. Yeah. And I, that just makes the situation much, much worse. So I just wonder how many families from London and Milton Keynes have accepted. I don't know. Let me ask Catherine. Catherine, how many families of Milton Keynes have accepted from London? If you're from London, call me now. 08459 455555. Let me narrow that. If you're from London and you've moved to Milton Keynes... Keynes. No, because you also mentioned Luton. I think we should broaden it out. If you're from London, call me now. And you're living in Milton Keynes and uh, Luton, call me now. Shall we wait, Peter? Well, that sounds that sounds fair enough, Ian, and uh, I hope you get a, a, a reply on it. But if we don't get a reply, they might not be on the phone. Well, that oh, might no, mean. I certainly know you would get a reply. Should get a reply Hang from on. Luton. Hang I know on. that for a fact. P- uh, Peter, say hello to line three. Hello, line three. Hello, Peter. And who is speaking, please? 
it's Paul. Oh, hello, Paul. Paul. Hello, Paul. Uh, it's so I don't easy. mind doing this on the phone. I'm literally... Yeah, he's having, having an office, he's, having yeah. a, he's having a coffee break, probably. Well, I am, yeah. <laughs> uh, break, big one? Pardon? Uh, Ian, Ian's probably having a coffee break. Yeah, probably. I would have thought. Probably, yeah. And you I, had a question, Peter. Have I got a question? Yeah, no, you, you had a question. Yes, indeed. What, what was that question? That question was, uh, I asked uh, how many families from London, homeless families, have been moved out to Milton Keynes in recent times, because there's so many families been moved out so far, and other places, that uh, if you've got a dire situation with, house, uh, with housing people, you only make the situation worse in those areas too. Well, of course, one of the big problems has been that they've moved a lot of families from Luton over to Milton Keynes as... <laughs> families have come up from London to Milton, and, and that has happened in Milton Keynes too. Um, I, can't, I can't give you a specific number. I think those figures are available, but off the top of my head, I don't know. But I know there's a number. I know that's. Happened. I know. Well, that just makes a, a dire situation worse. What you're not, not doing is solving the situation. What you're turning. And that's how we're um, dealing with the tough issues, by um, uh, thumbing our nose at them. So if you are from London oh, and you live in either Luton, Milton Keynes or anywhere else, 08459 455 Dubler Sank. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Now. Bedfordshire's police commissioner has officially triggered a referendum for a bigger slice of the council tax after writing to local authorities. Ollie Martins wants to raise his share of the pot by almost 16%. The whole referendum is costing £350,000 and it could rise to £600,000 if he loses, which um, at one of the polls he has... Uh, um, uh, uh, the, what's the word? Um, not endorsed. Commissioned, thank you. Uh, suggests is entirely possible. We can speak now to Andy Sylvester, the campaign director at the Taxpayers Alliance. Morning, Andy. Good morning. Good use of taxpayers' money or bad use? It's a hard one to call, to mm. be honest with you. Um, you can't put a price on democracy, of course you can't. Um, but I do think we have to find ways to make these sort of referenda cheaper. Um, now, it's good that it's being held on, on May the 7th, so at the same time as general election, so we don't have to, you know, open up, you know, close schools again uh, on, a, on a separate day. But we have to think of more innovative ways to do this, like e-voting and various things like, uh, like that. To try and why, is everyone, why is everyone so reluctant uh, to, to endorse e-voting? That seems obvious to me. It's 2015. I mean, there are concerns about fraud, and I think there's probably, a, you know, there has been legitimate case where maybe we can make arguments about that. But I think security has improved to the point now where we can look at that as a serious option. Going back to the wider picture, of course, about the, the, the use of taxpayers' money, um, he's hoping for more of it, um, which we certainly don't approve of. I think if the, if the police force wants more money, it needs to talk to local authorities and work out ways to maximise the amount that goes into frontline policing from existing budgets, rather than at a time when people still aren't feeling necessarily the effects of the economic recovery... Um, that the Chancellor is so keen to tell us about, rather than putting the price 
on on the backs of hard-working taxpayers. Well, Ollie Martins, the PCC, would, would pro- possibly argue that you, they've, they've made all the cuts they can make. In fact, he has argued this. They've made all the cuts they can make uh, uh, and still keeping public safety at, at a certain level. They have to make more cuts, and once you go beyond those cuts, then public safety could be brought into question. That's why he needs more money, he would say. Well, exactly. Uh, he would say that. I've got no doubt. We hear that from from a lot of councils across the country. But let's look at the facts here. Every year we've heard, whenever there's a new settlement from central government around funding, we've heard apocalyptic warnings from local government and from police forces that everything we know is about to fall apart. And yet, being forced to make the savings, they've found the savings. They've thought innovatively about ways where they can, for instance, merge back office functions neighbouring forces. We've heard ways that they've endorsed outsourcing when it comes to things like prison between different, um, you know, prisons and, and police stations. Areas that we can make savings in that previously were sacred cows, it just was the way you were doing things. But there has to now be a threshold, doesn't there, Andy? There has to be a point where you can't make any more cuts without bringing safety into question. There absolutely is a point, but I don't think we're there yet. Um, and I don't think any of the forces are there yet. That's why um, this referendum is extremely rare. Um, and most other forces across the country have made peace with the fact that when we're one point trillion pound in debt as a nation, that we're still running a ninety billion pound deficit, the imperative is on them to find savings rather than ask taxpayers to stump up even more uh, when uh, when money remains so tight for so many people. Do you think Ollie Martins is up for the job? Up to the job, Andy? If, no, if, if, if he can't make these these if he can't make these cuts without asking for more money, do you think he's able to do it? That's not for me to say. That'll be for voters to decide. Um, I can't imagine they're going to be too thrilled by being asked for more money. And I would be, frankly, I would be surprised if people if people did vote for the the tax increase. Um, ultimately, he'll be judged um, by voters on whether he's delivering a safer area forces, doing the job that people expect. And that means, um, as it means right across the country, folks resources, all resources on, on frontline policing um, and working with local community groups and with local authorities in order to reduce the amount of paperwork and administration and frontline kind of the, the everyday boring work of police forcing and, and keep down, keep cracking down on crime rather than sitting around offices pushing pens around. Andy, I appreciate your time. I'm going to let you go because the line keeps dro- dropping in and out, but uh, we got your point. Andy Sylvester, Campaign Director at the Taxpayers Alliance, 08459, etc, etc, etc. Have we got any texts? We have. Uh, we Stu in Bedford, can you say February again? So really cutting to the heart of the issues of the morning. No, nope, I'm not a monkey. Well. Sorry? Uh, and um, someone said, don't say my name, but my son has a teacher called Mrs. Shatford. Don't know why, but it makes me laugh. <laughs> my kind of listener. And We had Mr. Cocker. Did you? Yeah. Who lost all credibility when we saw him at a Christian rock concert. Don't ask what I was doing there. I think I know what you were doing. There. I was tricked to go there. Were you? Yeah, I was tricked by a friend. I said, we're going to go to a concert. Yeah, it's going to be wicked. really cool. Yeah. Then it was a Christian. I thought, I thought, all these songs are, oh, they're all about God. And then they stopped in a bit. They stopped halfway through, and then they started talking about God. Oh, flipping it. And then they wanted people to uh, who hadn't been saved to come up and be saved. Oh, flipping it. So if you replace God with uh, environmental issues, that was a Santana concert my parents attended once. Oy. Yeah, they left. Santana. I mean, they left. Yeah. I know those solos are long, but they're even longer when he's banging on about the world. Oh, flipping it. You know what? Why don't you just sing songs about... Um, 
having it away, driving fast cars and surfing. Come on, guys. No, having it away, not having it away, driving yeah. fast cars and surfing. Yeah, and, and broken hearts. Yeah. And may maybe the odd song about your mum. I like songs about mums. Here we go. Let's get the top ten list of songs about mums. Okay. 08459 455 555. Um, at number, in at number ten. La 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 mamba. Is that about? She's not playing. If that's the attitude, she's not playing. Tell her. <laughs> You're not playing. Oh. Mother by... No, right, we won't have that. We'll have Julia by the Beatles. There we go. That was about his mum, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All oh, right. Ju Julia. We won't have Mother, because that's a bit miserable, but unless we can't get nine others... I don't really we'll want to mother. put Mama by the Spice Girls. Oh, number nine, that's a great one. Oh, Mama, I, I love you. you. The video had their mums in. That was sweet, she man. to be my only enemy. Stevie Never Wonder. let me be free. Here we go, go on. Um, I think it's called Mama or something. You know how it goes. Um, that's not a good enough entry, yeah, is it? No, 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 hang on. I've got one. Don't you worry about a thing. That one. Pretty that's Mama not, That's not about Mama. That's not that street hot, slag. hot woman. Mm. Still. Richard Blackwood. And Mama used to say, take your time, young man. Mama said there'd be days like, like this, there'd be right. days like this. We're doing their job for them. We're doing their job for them. Well, we've done it now, haven't we? Well, we've got... Hang on a minute. Well, I've only written down three, because I can't write, write very far. 08459 455 We'll get Daily on this as well. Uh, the top ten songs about mums. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 towards London, looking at the cameras around Junction 9 for Redbourne, it's starting to look very busy there and it's also building up on the A5 southbound from Lynch Hill towards the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's slow from Junction 20 for Kings Langley to 16 for the M40. And it's also looking very busy around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout on the A405 North Orbital Road. On the A1 Great North Road from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat roundabout, that's very slow now through the roadworks. But on the A421 in Moston, Marston Mortain Eastbound that's now reopened between Beancroft Road and the Marshallese Roundabout Samantha Bruff BBC Three Counties Radio Across beds hearts and bugs This is BBC Three Counties Radio It's half past seven with the headlines. I'm Barry Caffrey. A controversial Milton Keynes Council budget, which was set to make £22 million worth of cuts, has been rejected by councillors. Both Conservative and Liberal Democrat councillors voted against the proposals from the Labour administration. The Prime Minister has criticised the Bedfordshire Police and Crime Commissioner for his plan to charge the public more for policing in the county. Labour PCC Ollie Martins has triggered a referendum by asking for a 16% increase in the police precept on council tax bills. A new study suggests the NHS in England is paying too much for new drugs and that patients on other treatments will lose out as a result. Researchers say the current system of calculating the worth of a drug is doing more harm than good. Bedfordshire Police has closed down a suspected brothel in Luton. A 41-year-old man and a 30-year-old woman were arrested on suspicion of managing a brothel in Cowper Street and have been bailed to return to Luton Police Station on the 30th of March. The weather forecast, most places will start dry and cloudy, but a band of rain will spread in from mid-morning onwards, with most parts ending the day wet. It will become quite windy too, with highs of 8 Celsius, that's 46 in Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's women have won their first 2020 international against New Zealand by eight wickets. The BBC's Henry Moran reports. 
After what they conceded was a disappointing start to the tour, England's women fought back in the best way possible here in Whangarei. It was as convincing a T20 victory as you can imagine. After field, they reduced New Zealand to 18 for six before the White Ferns eventually struggled to 60 all out in the 20th over. As she has done all tour, Heather Knight once again starred with the ball. Her offspin claimed three Kiwi wickets. The run chase was fairly straightforward. Just two wickets fell as England chased that small target of 61. They reached it in the 12th over. Captain Charlotte Edwards leading from the front with an excellent 32 not out. The perfect tonic to a tricky start to the tour in New Zealand and England will be looking to do it all again tomorrow in the second T20. Former England bowler Graeme Swan says Paul Collingwood should be coaching England and not Scotland. Collingwood, who was part of the England setup for the World 2020 last year, is now coaching Scotland at the World Cup. England plays Scotland in Poole on Sunday. England fly half Danny Cipriani has ended speculation about his future by signing a new two-year contract at Premiership side Sale. Cipriani, who scored for England against Italy in his first Six Nations game since 2008 on Saturday, had been linked with a move to French side Toulon. In the Champions League, Cristiano Ronaldo was on the score sheet as Real Madrid won 2-0 at Schalke in the first leg of their last 16 tie. Elsewhere, Basel and Porto played out a 1-1 draw in Switzerland. The knockout stage of the Europa League gets underway tonight with four British teams in action. Tottenham begin a run of six matches over the next 17 days when they host Florentina in the first leg of their last 32 tie. Liverpool are at home against Besiktas. The Turkish side are set to include striker Dembaba, whose goal for Chelsea at Anfield last season arguably ruined Liverpool's quest for a first Premier League title. BBC Three Counties Radio News and Sport. I'm back with a full bulletin at eight. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone Just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When you adventure Lies just around the bend So if you want to join me For a while Just grab your hat Come travel light That's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow The whole world is my home
So, um, we're well, getting a bit of a coffee headache. We'll stop drinking. Sorry, mate. No, 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 no. I need more. I need to ride it out. Mm. Wow, this really is rock and roll. Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, Craig David, whether oh. the dating schedule that he set is workable. Yep. Um, David says, and not Craig David, but David on the uh, Twitter. Far too busy for my liking and way too overconfident. He also forgot to mention he took his nan out on Sunday. Yeah, you see. Uh, we're doing mum songs. We're, uh, we're also... I don't remember why we were mentioning funny names, but there's, by, by coincidence, there's a list of funny names in the Daily Mirror. Is we're there? We're so ahead of ourselves. Aren't we? It's today's news today. Um, so there was a mayor in Fort Wayne, Indiana, in mm. the 1950s in America. His Can name? Can you say it? Yeah. Harry Balls. <laughs> and his slogan was... No. His slogan was, I'm proud of my Harry Balls. No, it's... That was it his is. slogan! Stop it! That's amazing. What else? <laughs> I've, I've peaked too early. That's the best one. <gasps> um, what else have we got here? Uh, oh, Kim, you suck. Well, I told you about Lick Men that I used to know. <laughs> she used to get some very rude messages on her pinboard. <laughs> she was a girl? Yeah. Very tiny Chinese girl, very delicate flower. She was beautiful and quiet and so timid. And the sort of messages, honestly, they would make your hair curl. There's um, uh, Hitler Mussolini. Double barreled, or is that first and that's, second? That's name? first and second. He was, a, uh, he was uh, uh, the, the, the state uh, head of the police in Brazil. Oh. Mm. Batman being Superman. <laughs> that's just ridiculous. That's just, yeah. Windsor Castle. Flipping it. Come on. Right, so that Robert and Martha Gouldstone christened their baby one too many. One too many Gouldstone. Why would you do that? Some parents just don't like their kids, do they? And of course, uh, Nicholas, unless Jesus Christ had died for thee, thou hadst been damned, Barbon. <laughs> There's a middle name, David. There certainly is. David, what have you got for us? Hello. Hello. Oh, I didn't know that I was actually there. Well, you phoned up. You did phone up the radio, didn't you, David? Did you yeah, not... no, I did. You knew I that did. at I've some point the... it was coming. I've been listening to the phone call. Um... The radio station for the phone call for about five minutes. Oh, How are you anyway? Yeah, fine, fine, David. Very good. Yes. Would you? Do you want now? Do you want to register an official complaint? No, no, no. I'd like to re register a song for mums. Oh, there you go. Mums, mum songs. Yes. I'd like to register Aloe Black's "Mama Hold My Hand." Who? Aloe Black. Aloe. Yeah. Aloe Blacks. I need a dollar, man. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. What, what's his? What's his mum? His mum song? It's Mama Hold My Hand. And now, if you can listen to that song all the way through without crying... Oh. There's something wrong with you. So it's about an actual mama, cos sometimes these rock no, and roll yeah, types say mom. mama when they just mean lady, no, no, baby no. and all that stuff. No, this is about a child that gets older and 
you know, their interaction with the mum throughout the entire life to death sort of thing. Oh, no. It's a, it's a, it's okay. a really good song. David, well, listen, you've, you've said, we're, having two, we're having two top tens running simultaneously then. Uh, songs about mums and songs what do make you cry. I've got one. Go on. Slipping Through My Fingers by ABBA. Have you heard that? No, mate. I'm not going to cry an ABBA song. No, you are. No, I'm not. Anyone who's got little children. Oh. oh, my God. Is it about a child dying? No, it's about how they are growing up before oh, your eyes and every second it. they're moving away from you. Can't wait for it. Then they, Can they move out of the house? Oh, no. It's so sad. David, thank you for that. You wouldn't cry an ABBA song. Oh, I did. And I wasn't pregnant either. I did cry all the way through a Celine Dion concert. I don't know why I was watching it. I do know why I was watching it. I was pregnant. Um, and I couldn't sleep. And I, I cried all the way through that. But that was definitely just the hormones. Time of No Reply by Nick Drake. <laughs> and, um... Oh, do you know what? That, that, that's a cliche, isn't it? But that, that Luther Vandross song about his dad, that makes mm. Dancing my father. Yeah, that makes me a little bit... And I can't listen to Hello Again by Neil Diamond because <gasps> that was at my dad's funeral. We chose that as a music to carry the coffin oh. in. Flipping it. Nice one. This Ruined a song for myself there, exactly. idiot. Exactly, and this is the thing, right? I often think, oh, this is the song I want played at my funeral. And then I'll think, but that's going to ruin that song for everyone else forever. Yeah, well... I've never seen a father and son slow dance, though. Hmm? No, well, no, but, you know, I wish I'd done it with my dad. It's that, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, I wish... Uh, there's nothing, there's nothing, you know, weird about it, and I wish I'd done it. My funeral, my, and we're not doing funeral songs because that's lazy. But my funeral, everyone's going to be walking in. They're going to have this. Stop it! Stop it! Why will you be crying? Well, because I won't be dead. I'll be in the coffin. Going, Let me out! And my family will hate me so much. That's... All right, you'll have your phone on. Richard's on the line. Morning, Richard. Morning, Ian. What you got for us, boss? Uh, and I've got a name for you. Um, a friend of mine, their, their surname is, uh, is Swallow. Oh, hang on, finger on the fader. First name's not Dickie, is it? No, no, it's not. Um, but they, they had a, um, a son, and they were going to call it uh, Bobby James. Oh, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much indeed. Thank Kelly? You. Yeah. That was an obvious one. <laughs> no, Carpet yeah. Martin, songs that make me cry. Mumbo number five. Oh... <laughs> 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 Um, Bronx Mowgli. Sorry? That's the name, is it? Yep. Philip Mignon. <laughs> I've got friends called um, Freeman. And uh, one day, Nick turned to Lee and said, I think it might be quite nice to call him Morgan. Why? Morgan Freeman. Oh, flipping it. Really bad idea. No, no name will ever be as good as Harry Balls. <laughs> Do you get it? There was that... Um, we used to know a, a Mrs. Taylor, Jenny. Yeah, well, I know a Jenny Taylor. Mm. Um, and uh, we, we, we all know I know a Wayne whose last name is King. Fact. So, we've got ten, four songs in the top ten of songs about mums. Julia by the Beatles. Mama by the Spice Girls. Mama Used to Say by Richard Blackwood. Mama Hold My Hand. Who was the name of the gentleman that sang that? Allo Black. Is that a man's name? Yeah. Oh, incredible, isn't it? These pop stars. And Mama Said... What did she say? What? Mama said, Mama said, Mama said there'd be days like this. Mama said there'd be days like this. My days. Who's that by? Motown? Shirelles. So, yeah. Shirelles. Right. That's not Motown. That's uh, Spectre, isn't it? Okay, great bands. Any Texas? I mean, it's kind of, we're kind of bouncing along, and I'm happy to bounce along. You can't, we can't. We can't give Today them. Today might be a bouncer. We can't give them uh, fireworks every single day. Jeez, what do you, what do you expect? Stu says Hugh Pratt was a teacher of mine. 
Hugh Pratt. Coops, I don't believe yours, so I'm not reading them out. We're not just doing funny names that, you know, that you've made up. Or separated swear words. No, we're not. I'm not. uh, uh, No. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We're still giving away Dad's ages as well. 76 is up for grabs, 38 is up for grabs, as is 42. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's very busy on the M1 southbound towards Junction 9 for Redbourne and that's also looking slow on the A5 southbound from Lynch Hill towards the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne. Looking at the M25 anti-clockwise on the cameras, it's very busy from Junction 20 for Kings Langley to 16 for the M40 and further afield on the M11 southbound. That's very slow because of an accident between Junction 7 for Harlow and 6 for the M25. Looking at the A1 Great North Road on the speed sensors, that's very slow southbound from the St. Neats Junction towards the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, Sammy! exactly. It is Thursday the 19th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Council has had its budget thrown out by opposition councillors. Party leaders will now go back and negotiate a new one. And the Prime Minister has criticised the Bedfordshire Police and Crime Commissioner for his plan to charge the public more for policing in the county. Let's get the weather. Here's Alina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning in a cloudier start to the day and there'll be some outbreaks of rain coming down from the northwest in the next few hours. Patchy at first but becoming more persistent as the day wears on. Could be some heavier spells through the afternoon. Strange thing, southwesterly wind will make it feel quite blustery as well so we'll see highs of 7 or 8 Celsius today down a couple of degrees on what we've seen on recent days. The rain is very slow moving so it'll take its time to clear through the first part of the night but eventually through the latter half of the part part of the night it will become drier with perhaps just one or two showers following on behind. Lows overnight of around four Celsius and a dry start to the day tomorrow. Quite cloudy though through the morning and it looks like we could well see some outbreaks of rain moving in from the south through the afternoon but a little bit of uncertainty as to the northern extent of that band of rain so try and keep an eye on the forecast if you can so we can update you as we know more. Highs tomorrow seven or eight Celsius. Any rain that we do see tomorrow will clear away and Saturday looks to be a bright but windy day feeling quite cold in a brisk northwesterly wind. Just one or two showers most places will be dry but on Sunday it looks to turn very wet and windy again and Ian that's your forecast they can sign up the armed forces they can't control who decides on defence policy how you expect to do all of these adult things so why can't you vote as an adult as well 16 year olds seem to understand politics but should they have a say in the future of the country at the age of 16 you're mature you're making adult decisions and there's so much else to it in life Tomorrow morning, I'll be joined by two 16-year-olds to debate whether they think the voting age should be lowered. Yes, I would vote if the age is lowered, as I feel it is important to take part in democracy that could lead to large changes within the country. We'll hear both sides of the argument and hopefully come to a conclusion. You don't wake up suddenly at the age of 18 and understand the government, understand political parties, understand the world. Listen to it all and have your say. Tomorrow morning from 9, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Collins in Dunstable. Good morning, Colin. Good morning, sir. Great to talk to you. Let me just let me just throw this out there because JVS is talking about tomorrow. Let's just get the vibe. Mm. Do you think sixteen-year-olds should be allowed to vote? Mm, on balance, no. Okay, JVS, you don't, need to, you don't need to do the show anymore, JVS. We've 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 got the answer. No. But thank you for reminding us that we need to remind people about what might be the last ever open door policy. Oh, yeah, flip it at Colin. 
What? Sorry? Pardon? I beg your pudding. Pardon? Baking powder. Excuse me. Now, yes, so we do this thing on a Friday where um, anyone... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyone can turn up. Yes, yes, I know. Sorry. I wasn't sure what you were on about. All right. Well, we do it between half past seven and eight o'clock. Anyone can turn up. Yeah, I know. Tomorrow might be the last one. Why? Well, we just... uh, We don't know if people are bothered enough. I don't think it's... uh, Sorry? I I think you should continue. Why? Because I think it's a good thing. Why? I don't know if it makes interesting radio. That's what it boils down to. I don't Well, I think think it it does. You've had some fantastic people on there. Yeah, I know. You know, walk in. Yeah, walk in. But we haven't had enough random walks in. We've had a lot of kind of people who um, have got an agenda, and that's fine. And everybody that's come in has been fantastic. This isn't down to any specific people. It's just... uh, just It's not random enough, is it? The vibe isn't feeling right. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Do you know what? That's what we'll talk about tomorrow if anybody comes in at half past seven. Well, maybe you should... What? Put an advert outside the um, what? station. What, what, like a, a little Sammy postcard? Board. Yeah. What, well, a postcard no. in the window? No, a, 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 a big, big poster, poster, you know, a, um, an A-board. What? An A-board out in the street? Yeah. Nuts. What, to come with the, um, free Wi-Fi and you can come in and hang out with us? Well, not quite, but... Um, okay. You know, explaining what you do because don't forget, you are advertising. You are you are, um, you are going out to the three counties. Yes, mate. Oh, um, we three counties. That's what we do. You've, you've got to, to to get a more. Um, Colin, can you get us some focus- people? Could you go um, outside now and just be and just start shouting and get people to come in tomorrow? No, 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 I couldn't because I'm not dressed yet. I'll tell you what, Colin, stay there. How long does it take? Stay there. No, 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 no. Stay there because I want you to hear the next item and I'd like to get your thoughts on it. Go on. (laughs) I don't sound so real. I genuinely think you might be interested in this. I'd like to get your your thoughts on it. Good for high shelves. We know Colin has a problem with those. Scientists. Scientists are involved, Colin. Oh, right. Go on. Yep. At the University of Hertfordshire have been designing prototype robots that could eventually help elderly people such as yourself stay in their homes. Ah, yeah? Mm, yeah, let's, let's have a listen. Let's speak to uh, Dr. Farshid. Uh, now, I'm going to get this name wrong, uh, oh, Doctor. Oh, dear. I could that see could it coming be... up. I'm going to have a go. Amir Abdul Ian, is that right? Yes, that's good. Good hey, morning to you. Thank you very much. Now, you've been leading the project. Tell, what, what is this about? Tell me. Right. Uh, well, basically, this starts from the fact that we are living longer. Yep. And uh, we would like to keep our personal independence for as long as possible. Uh, and also the fact that this living longer will have quite a lot of pressure on the state and in the fact that we need a lot more support from, from the state. So we started by looking at what type of activities we were at risk of losing. Um, uh, if, uh, if, if we lose those activities when we get older, we lose our personal independence. And we came to a series of activities which concerned our mobility, self-care, and social isolation as factors that were important across five, con- uh, five different countries in, in Europe, UK, Germany, France, Italy, and the Netherlands. Yeah. So there were these activities which we found very 
important. Now, from the other side, we looked at robots. Robots are traditionally uh, called mechanical slaves. That's what the general view is. And uh, so we started to say, well, what was the factors that influence uh, acceptance of these technologies? Uh, So at the university, we started leading this project, uh, which was partially funded by the European Commission. And we started with an existing robot, which looks like a butler. It's called Care Robot. Oh, a butler robot. I like the sound of that. Does it wear a little dicky bow? Uh, so, yes, it's, it's very similar. Yeah, beautiful. And, uh, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a mobile platform and it has a moving arm yeah. with a gripper. And then we started looking at what we could do for this machine to kind of make it more, more acceptable. So yeah. this is where our research started. Makeup. And uh, the first thing that we could do was that well, this machine was going to work in an environment, and the environment itself was um, a, a domestic environment which the university has given us. And uh, we have uh, it's a three-bedroom house. Yeah. And we have put in this house all sorts of sensors. Huh? And the sensors tell us, for example, when the doorbell rings, when the cooker is on, when the TV is on, oh, yeah. when you are sitting on the sofa, when you are laying down on the bed. So yeah. we thought this we give this information to the robot, Uh-oh. then uh, it can probably learn a, a, a lot from what is going on in the environment. Yeah. And the next was, well, what could the robot do then yes. to be a lot more acceptable? And things that are normally missing are empathic and emotional behaviour. Well, you don't know. Oh, listen, I've seen Terminator. You don't want to start making robots emp- empathic and have emotions because they could rise. <laughs> well, not, 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 not these ones. OK. We are, we are quite many years away from machines trying to do anything on their own. But that could happen. Uh, yeah, no, I think there, there is quite a lot, a lot many more techn- technological okay. challenges in our hands. And anyway, so what we started with was uh, to, to, to look at these, uh, these dimensions, empathy and emotion, but also... Uh, how machines could have a socially acceptable manner. So we looked at mannerism. For example, when they come close to you, uh, would, would they be respecting your social boundaries? Would yeah. They be coming into your intimate space or into your personal space, or would they stay at a socially acceptable manner? And would they respect your individual preferences? But on the top of this, we also looked at, well, okay, these machines are going to be any use. They should have a working memory. So if they want to remember my preferences, they should have a memory. Yeah. So as you see, the project is quite a complex project to, to have But the so memory what would developed. they do? What would they do, Farshi? What, they, they, like, cook the supper and um, uh, talk to you and stuff like that? No, in the, in the scenarios that we've, uh, we've developed. So, for example, there's a scenario... Uh, so to, to show that this technology can potentially work, we developed some scenarios. And some of these scenarios are around the problems which I first identified. So, for example, one of these problems are people forgetting to take their medicine or drinking of water to dehydrated. Yeah. And, uh, or uh, people are scared of opening the door because they don't know who's behind the door. Yeah, yeah. That impacts on the social isolation. So we then made these scenarios which... Um, We'll put the robot in action. The robot will be a companion in a companion role with you. And in this companion role, it has learned that you haven't had a glass of water oh. for, uh, for about. So hours. it would it would say, yeah, go and have some water. Well, actually, uh, in, in our scenario, the robots don't uh, don't don't speak much. Uh, uh-huh. and we try to uh, we try to come with what I meant as empathic interaction, which will be a language-free interaction. Oh. So the robot will be pointing at the glass of water and looking at you water. and then looking at you curiously. Ah, oh, so <laughs> I see. So it points at the water, it turns its head to, to one side and pulls maybe like, um, does a sad face. Exactly, you got it right. So basically, the, just to say, the robot doesn't have a human face or a face which we can, oh. uh, we can turn. Sorry, but we have a tablet which uh, is in, in a robot uh, on a tray 
and this tablet can be removed and become your remote controller. Mm. And in this tablet, you can see through the eyes of the robot. Oh. Whatever the robot sees, I love all this. So if the robot is looking at the glass of water, you can see that it's looking at the glass of water. water. At the moment that it's looking at the glass of water, it has a curious face, hey. a sad face, yeah. or it has a happy face. When do you... T- I, I genuinely, I love all this stuff, Ashley. When, when do you think that w- th- this might actually move into um, people's houses? Well, we are probably, probably about 10 years away hey. from this. So one of the first things that we need to, uh, we, we need to overcome is safety. Because these machines are going to be going into people's houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need Could to be nuts. safe for, for interaction. But the other thing is we also need to understand and uh, understand a bit more of our own ethics. So, for example, yeah. a big part of our project was about presenting these scenarios to people and then finding out where do they stand ethically. So, for example, huh? can a robot say no to you? You know, if you what? have been... If you have Why would you asking, want a robot to say no? Because what, what, are you are you questioning whether we should be getting robots to be our slaves? So, so let's let's put, let's, let's put that. So, let's let's put this in this way. So uh, what we looked at was there was a re- relationship triad between a person, their informal carer, and the formal carer. Yeah. And in this relationship triad, whether the carer was coming from a medical perspective or whether it was a social instruction, oh, yeah. the individual who was being cared for would accept or would disregard some of these instructions. Yeah. No? One of those things was, for example, if you have been told not to have too many glasses of coffee and you're asking your robot to serve you another coffee Got more you. than to your today's yeah. closet, but you're able to say no. Yeah. And, um, Just turn it off and more, turn it on more again. To that, more to that was also there are issues around our personal, uh, uh, personal information, our privacy. Right. So one of the uh, elements of this triad of, for example, when my daughter would like to know what I am doing in my home because I'm being looked after by the robot. Yeah. So this you probably would have seen in the movie Frank, Frank and the Robot, yeah. where uh, the, the, uh, the daughter and the son wanted to know what Frank was doing in the house. Yeah. And, and the, the question we asked was whether in this scenario the robot is allowed to pass this information. And so we passed this question to these people in these five different countries. And we tried to get a kind of measure for where do we stand uh, ethically about this. Yeah. So from the project, we developed this framework which allowed us to get the type of technology. Listen, I have to move on. I could talk to you about this all day. I genuinely find this fascinating. One final thing. Will we ever have robots that can fall in love? Um, Well, (laughs) I wouldn't go that far yet. I mean, we are working on empathy and emotion, but I think making sense of all of these senses, all of these human senses for the machine has been really, really difficult. Because I would love to fall in love with a robot, but if (laughs) it would be nice, wouldn't it? Because you could switch um, it off if it got on your nerves. I, I, I'm sure there are machines currently in Las Vegas that are being sold. It's a beautiful thought. <laughs> thanks Do- for your time. Doctor, listen, I really appreciate your time. Genuinely fascinating. It's Dr. Farshid Amir Abdalian. Um, Colin, we'll get your thoughts. John, stay there. I'll come to you in a bit. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In St Albans on the North Orbital Road, there's been an accident between the Park Street roundabout and the London Cognac roundabout. That's close a lane and it's making it very slow through there at the moment. On the A1 southbound, there are queues building up between the Holiday Inn and the Stirling Corner. And in Denham on the A40 Western Avenue, it's very slow from the Denham roundabout towards the M25. On the motorways, the M25 anti-clockwise has queues from Junction 18 for Chorley Wood around to Junction 16 for the M40. The A1M southbound is very slow towards Junction 7 for Stevenage. And a bit further away on the M11 southbound, there's been an accident between junctions at Junction 7 Harlow and 6 for the M25. It's on the hard shoulder, but it's very slow past that stretch. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Samantha? Yes? Could you ever fall in love with a robot? No. No? 
No, because that would be like a film. But if you didn't know it was a robot, if it was like a really hot guy, oh, and you didn't know it was a robot, and you're in bed with him, and then one day, like, um, uh, like smoke and his eye pops out. I think you'd just be mortified. Yeah. So you could. Not at You're well. weird. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Barry Caffrey. The headlines, MK budget rejected. Beds PCC triggers referendum for a higher council tax and brothel in Luton shut down. BBC Three Counties Radio. A controversial Milton Keynes council budget, which was set to make £22 million worth of cuts, has been rejected by councillors. Local homeless shelters had faced possible closure. That may still happen, as the party leaders will now go back and negotiate a new budget. Hugh Wright lives at the Orbit Housing Association in Fishermead and Bletchley, which could close because of the cuts. Basically, um, in, in my opinion, when we turned up for the meeting, um, the council seemed very unprepared for the sort of questions we were asking. And one of the questions was, well, if you're going to make the cuts, what provisions are you going to put in place to help us? We didn't even get a response. All we got told is, oh, well, we're talking with Orbit. And that was it. The Prime Minister has criticised the Bedfordshire Police and Crime Commissioner for his plan to charge the public more for policing in the county. Labour PCC Ollie Martins has triggered a referendum by asking for a 16% increase in the police precept on council tax bills. Andy Sylvester, the campaign director at the Taxpayers Alliance, says now is not the right time to ask people to pay more. Well, I think if the, if the police force wants more money, it needs to talk to local authorities and work out ways to maximise the amount that goes into frontline policing from existing budgets, rather than at a time when people still aren't feeling necessarily the effects of the economic recovery um, that the Chancellor is so keen to tell us about. Health economists are claiming that some parts of the NHS are suffering because too much money is being spent on new drugs. Researchers at the University of York say the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence, or NICE, needs to lower the threshold of what it's prepared to pay substantially so that other treatments can also be funded. The owner of British Gas, Centrica, has announced a 35% fall in its profits last year. It's blamed the lower gas and oil price as well as the warm weather in 2014. The company has also announced it's cutting capital investment in the North Sea by 40% over the next two years. Bedfordshire Police has closed down a suspected brothel in Luton. A 41-year-old man and a 30-year-old woman were arrested on suspicion of managing a brothel in Cowper Street and have been bailed to return to Luton Police Station on the 30th of March. And researchers at the University of Hertfordshire have developed a prototype of a social robot to help elderly people live independently. It can potentially help to prevent isolation and loneliness, as well as offering stimulating activities. Over the past three years, the project team successfully carried out a wide range of studies in the university's robot house. And the weather forecast, dry and cloudy this morning, but a band of rain will spread in from mid-morning onwards with most parts ending the day wet. Highs of 8 degrees Celsius, that's 46 in Fahrenheit. BBC Three Counties Radio News, I'll be back with more at half eight. Morning, last hour of the show, thank you Barry. Top ten songs about mums, we got... um, Five. 
Songs about you cry. And could you fall in love with the robot? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This Don't tell me. BBC Three Counties Tell the listener. Radio. I said I could probably learn to love that one that went biddy biddy biddy. Biddy biddy biddy. He was cute. You could love a robot, couldn't you, Scoins? Oh yeah. Yeah? yeah which yeah. one? Which robot? Which is the hottest robot? I tell you the hottest robot. That um, uh, woman from Battlestar Galactica. She was a hot robot. Bjork as a robot in that video. She's not a robot, mate. She's Icelandic. Android. She's well, an Android in that. Everyone's in that. forgetting about Blade Runner, but they did go a little bit rogue. No, I didn't like Daryl Hannah in that. Scary. Yeah, the eyes. The eyes uh, certainly didn't have it then. Colin, you heard um, uh, the, the uh, good doctor there talking about um, uh, sex with robots in the future. Yes, I did. Could you? Nah. No? Not, nah. What if they were hot? Nah. Why, who's your hottest woman in the world, Colin? Oh, dear. Um, Living or dead? Although that'd be weird. Um, Any time today. We finish at nine o'clock. What about Sophia Loren? Yeah, but she's getting on a bit. No, now. no. Ah, as the, was. No, I, as I, was. I think it's got to be Carol Vorderman. What? <laughs> <laughs> right. So there's a robot Carol Vorderman, right? And no, she no, not is, a robot no, one. No. Okay, but she is hot for you, Colin. Come on, man. You've oh. had a few. You've had a few bevies. Of course you would. I don't drink much. Well, you wouldn't need to drink much. It's robot character. She looks, feels and smells like the real Carol Vorderman. She's I, not I really don't. I really don't know. Oh, come on, man. If there's a hot robot that, want, that looks like Carol Vorderman, we all would. Let me ask John. John? Yeah? There's a hot Carol Vorderman robot and she wants you, right? OK. You're not going to say no to that, are you? Well, she doesn't really do it for me, but I suppose if that's what you're into... Why are they all quibbling? There is nothing about this scenario that's real. That's right. Right, OK, John, who would it be for you? Um, Linda Lusardi. Oh. All right, so you're going back, right, so you're going back to the 80s. Classic. Classic. And we, we can keep this talk going for the next ten minutes, as our next guest isn't there at the moment. <laughs> so, there's a hot... Linda Lusardi robot. If she's and listening, she's not going to be there. And it's Linda Lusardi from 1984, John. Right? Yes. Prime. Yes. Prime <laughs> Lusardi. Lusardi and Didi. So, she's coming on to you in a robot nightclub in the future. Right? You've had a few bevies. Hey! You've always been against these robots in the past, but now you're actually talking to one and interacting. You're thinking, I can't see the join. Would you? <laughs> You would, wouldn't you, John? Yeah, yeah Linda Lusardi, you couldn't turn her down. Ladies and gentlemen, we... The Lindabot. <laughs> John, what did you call in for? Was it to have a go at Colin for turning down robot Carol Vorderman? <laughs> no. It's, uh, <laughs> That gentleman you had on from the uh, RPG University. Oh, yeah, um, the doctor, yeah. Good doctor, yeah. yeah. Have they not watched iRobot and stuff like that? Well, this He's is th on about Frank and the robot. He actually reprogrammed the robot to uh, do burglaries. Now I see your reticence about the Lusardi bot. I, uh, I, I did say to him, isn't there a chance they could rise and kill us? And he said, no, that's a long way in the future. <laughs> no yeah. denying it. At the moment, it's got no legs. It's just on a platform. So, John, yeah, you... The iRobot, yeah. they started off as help, and obviously they were programmed yeah. with yeah. additional stuff that then they chipped into, and it all went a bit peaked on. Yeah, but that wasn't a documentary. You know that, don't you? No, that was a film, obviously, but, I mean, films are... Real. ..becoming reality. John, so, Colin... 
Yeah. You've got... This is incredible. I'm surprised you've not thought about this. You've got a hot robot, Carol Vorderman, in your house, and you're going to trust her with your, uh, your valuables? No. Nah. She could steal them, mate. She's got a little hatch in her stomach. No, I wouldn't I mean, trust she could just any... put, like, jewels in and stuff. So I you, you've, you've had a wonderful, passionate time with her. You've fallen asleep, and then she's going around stealing your jewellery. Oh, well, there the book, you go. Putting it in her stomach. You happy with that, Colin? Is that no, the future I'm you not. want? Is that the future you want? Because that's the future you're going to get. No, Thin I'll end of the wedge, mate. by then. John, thanks for that. I think thanks. you put Colin right in his place. He's not thought that through, has he? No. This is the problem, and this is how those films end I, up going the way they do. I will take two from the top and one from the bottom. I have from what Carol Vorderman. I want to kiss you. Mm. Have <laughs> some insurance and... Have some... I am now a trained pilot. Help. I am also trained in the art of lovemaking. I am not putting your jewels in my stomach hatch. It is not happening. I will kill you! That is what Colin wants, is it? He's a deviant. He starts off with L. bifidus digestivum and ends up with burglary. Anyone? Mm. Robo Carol Vorderman. Yeah. I don't want robots coming over here, moving in next door to me with all their funny food. Their funny robot food. Oh, wait, four, five. It's coming over here, staying in our jobs. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. <laughs> Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, Milton Keynes Council has had its budget thrown out by opposition councillors. Local homeless shelters had faced possible closure uh, after the Labour leaders of the council set out £22 million of savings. That may still happen, as the party leaders will now go back and negotiate a new budget. We've talked about the, the, the homeless shelters mm. that might face closure, Paul. Of course, that's only a tiny percentage of this £22 million. What other effects might there be? Are they? We, we've heard, haven't we, that we are now getting to the stage where cuts will actually be more noticeable noticeable to uh, the man and indeed the woman in the street. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're going to see, this is definitely going to happen, you're going to see parking charges rise, um, certainly for the general public. They're going up from 40p to 50p in the cheap bits, from £1.40 to one or to £2 in the more expensive bits. And indeed, if you, what was proposed last night is if you're a uh, someone who works at the city centre, perhaps, and lots of businesses were there last night. We had big names, Santander were there, um, formerly Abbey National, of course. Uh, big head office in the town. Yep. Uh, very upset that parking wasn't good enough. They said there weren't enough spaces. And also they were putting up the um, the permit prices, mm. which, uh, you know, was going to have a yep. demonstrable impact on its workers. Um, and indeed, we heard from some business leaders who said that they were coming to the end of their contract, that they were perhaps also going to use a break in their contract, which meant that they could pull out of Milton Keynes entirely. So, you know, something as on the face of it, small as parking, um, having a big impact on whether or not businesses succeed in Milton Keynes. Uh, you spoke to uh, uh, Peter Marland. Just fill in for those who are unaware of Milton Keynes politics, who he is and what, why he's so significant in this. Milton Keynes Council is what they would call no overall control. Not one single party has the full majority. And at the last election, Labour just edged over the uh, uh, the finish line with a more number of councillors, so Labour is in control at the moment. The largest second opposition party is the Conservatives, then the Lib Dems, I think there's one UKIP uh, who wasn't there last night, I don't think. Um, and Andrew... Uh, Peter Marland. Peter Marland. Sorry, yeah, sorry. No, there's, there's a lot of names, yes. Andrew Geary is the former leader. Um, Peter Marland is now in charge, and he was the man who was tasked with putting this budget through and asked him yesterday if he was disappointed that he'd failed. Of course you're disappointed, because... 
what happens is you go through a whole period of consultation, you build a budget and you do what you think is best and obviously in an overall control council tonight we've been told that's what other people don't think is best and what we need to do and what I said tonight was people will understand that there are political differences. What they don't understand was that there was no alternative presented and now what we have to do is work together to make sure that there is a budget by next week for the good of the people of Milton Keynes. There were some criticisms that perhaps areas within the council's own spend, so sick pay for example, was brought up as being particularly high, hadn't been addressed before, going on to make some quite difficult decisions about very emotive subjects like homelessness, you know, some of the groups obviously, you know, seeing a troop of scouts protesting outside of the council is never going to look particularly great. Um, I mean, what can you do within your own uh, organisation before you start looking outside? Well, I think, I think that's a really fair question, but what you have to remember is that you can't make a saving and say that saving is robust without knowing how you're going to do it. And sick pay in most local authorities is a problem, and actually we lose around 12 working days sick every year, and that's not good enough. The target should be around, be, around seven but this problem has been around this council for a very long time. And we have reduced costs. So, you know, senior management costs have fallen and the overall pay bill will be going down by £3.4 million this year. So we are looking at our own house. We are keeping our house in order. But ultimately, you can't find £22 million for savings by taking out three managers or four managers. It's a bigger task than that and it's a much more fundamental task than that and people have got to face up to that. The thing is, these cuts have to be made, don't they? £22 million has to be found somewhere. So for, for um, Lib Dems and the Tories to say, uh, 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 ain't going to do it this way, well, where well, we were hopefully going to be speaking to Edith Bald, uh, but we, we can't seem to get hold of her. Um, where do they suggest the cuts come from? Well, uh, some might say cuts, Ian, some might say savings. Thank you. If Apologies. You're on the different yes. side of the fence. Thank you. Um, uh, they would say that uh, they could make some uh, further reductions in the council spend. We heard just then about the, uh, the sick pay budget as well, which uh, was quite high. I think £6 million was uh, quoted to me last night. They said they can make some savings there. How do you make savings on sick pay? Well, are... by don't. By not paying sick pay? Well, or, or just make sure that why, why are people going off ill so much? Is Maybe the they're sick. Well, perhaps there's a reason for that. Is, is it because of stress at work? Is, could they change anything there which would make it uh, less likely that I they're going to have okay. those sorts of things? Yeah. I mean, you know, there are lots of uh, options available to councils. Though, you know, what they are saying now is they've reached the point of no return. They can't any longer um, trim around the edges, do the basic stuff that uh, they used to be doing uh, to just you know, trim around the edges and make sure that the back office was was, was tidy as, as possible. Now they're going to have to make the actual, you know, savings and reductions in the front end and to, uh, you know, start making savings in the actual services that people on notice. On a scale of one to ten, how dull are those meetings? Seriously, are they dull or is there a... I mean, do you have little, little tricks to keep you kind of occupied? Do you have fun with the other... I know that some people from uh, different radio stations were there, Milton Keynes Radio, stuff like that. Do you, do you kind of have any bants with them or...? Do you keep pretty much yourself to yourself? Can I be honest, dude? Yeah. I've got beef with MKFM. Whoa, hey, he's going... Catherine, he's going there. Wow, and you name them. I'm naming them. He's going... I'm name another one as well. MK News. Whoa, guys, can I just say that Paul Scoynes has now gone rogue. This is nothing to do with me, nothing to do with Catherine. Not the views of the BBC. Paul Scoynes is going AWOL with his words. When you're on a press table, guys, 
you share the wealth. You share the plug sockets. Yeah. You share the table space. Yeah. You don't double up, bring along a friend from your station or from your newspaper Wee. and ba -ba -ba -ba. double up. The citizen were there. They were just sending one guy. He was there. Yeah. Yes. MKFM, they yeah. had two people. Okay. And... He'd bagsy the seat. You can't bagsy seats. You can't bagsy a seat. You could have turned up earlier. I was there earlier. I was, I was well, you weren't there about, earlier. Well, no, I was there about 3 p.m. Well, you should have turned up earlier. Uh, what, 2 p.m.? Yeah, to, but you should have got there and put your coat on the seat and, and bagsy it. And put your leg it. on the other. I almost made a, a joke about towels on deck chairs, but I thought that'd be a bit racist. Yeah, it would be, mate. And yet you've done it. You brought that to my show. So you had to do for the whole meeting, you had your little computer on your lap, did I was you? on my lap in the corner, and then later on, somebody let me go. Somebody let me on after they'd left. After they'd done their job they said oh there's a space yeah. there i said thanks guys wow i really think you need to go back home and go to bed and have a little lie down and maybe speak to your wife yeah? have three hours sleep okay hurts okay i'm we're gonna go so tired travel news for beds cards and bugs bbc three counties radio in st albans on the north orbital road there's a lane blocked by an accident between the park street roundabout and london coney roundabout it's very slow through there at the moment on the a1 great north road it's very busy from the st neitz junction towards the black cat roundabout through the roadworks and on the a404 marlowe hill that's starting to get very busy into high wickham looking at the motorways the m25 anti-clockwise is queuing from junction 18 for chorleywood to 16 for the m40 it's also slow on the M1 southbound from Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road to 9 for Redbourne and the A1M southbound's very busy too around Junction 7 for Stevenage. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 8.17... Get out, Scoins. 8.17. It is Thursday the 19th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A controversial Milton Keynes Council budget, which was set to make £22 million worth of cuts, has been rejected by councillors. And a new study suggests the NHS is paying too much for new drugs, leaving less money to cover the cost of other treatments. BBC Three Counties Radio. Could you ever make love to a robot? What? Could you ever... They're working on a robot at the University... Was it Hertfordshire, Catherine? Hatfield? Yeah, the University oh, yes. of Hatfieldshire, uh, where you can make love to it. <laughs> it's the University yeah. of Hertfordshire in Hatfield. That was it, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I wasn't really listening to the story, but you can make love to it. <laughs> you heard a whole other story that wasn't happening. Could you ever? What? Because Colin wants a robot Carol Vorderman, even though she'd go and steal his jewels and put them in her stomach box. Really? Um, there was the other fella who wanted Linda Lusardi from 1984. Would you, could you? I mean, could no, you? No, I don't. I, oh, no. You, you know, can't the see... weirdest thing about I... that whole conversation was that Colin turned down Sophia Loren. Yeah. You can't see... Carol Vorderman. You can't see the cracks. It what? looks like a human being. It just talks a bit like that. No, I... No. No? Oh, what's the point? OK, well, that's... It was, that's <laughs> all right, very dismissive. Uh, what... That's right, new, isn't it? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. What's on your show this morning? I've got, I've got four cups of coffee on the go, Kels. No wonder I've got a coffee headache. You're but welcome. thank you. She's using all my water again. Um, what do you mean your water? It comes from the tap. I, I fill the kettle, Kelly uses it. Yay! That's not true. I fill it for you every morning. How dare you. We're not stealing your milk. You're stealing our milk? No, we've got our own milk. We've got our own milk, because we wouldn't... I wouldn't you dare know, touch your milk. You know what happens if people steal my you milk. You go nuts! 
Last time someone stole my milk, I put Dulux Brilliant White in it. And you'd never know which one is in it. Daily was a bit peaky last week. Yeah. What's on your show this morning? We've got to be quick, so we've got guests. Coming up on the big phone in this morning at nine, how much sympathy do you have for new parents who struggle to afford childcare? Uh, one of the biggest stories around today, the Family and Childcare Trust say the cost of part-time nursery places for the under twos has risen by a third since 2010, and they're urging politicians to take action. Their figures show new parents who want to go back to work before their baby turns two will generally face a bill of £6,000 per year. And this figure has increased by 5% in the last year alone. Well, perhaps you think it's scandalous that parents who want to work and have a family face such huge costs to do so. And it's time the government found more money to subsidise childcare places. Or there may be people listening who think it's high time couples who choose to have children accept that they are expensive to keep and one of them will have to stay at home rather than relying on the taxpayer to pick up the bill for their care. From nine this morning, we'll debate this. How much sympathy do you have for new parents who struggle to afford childcare? 08459 455 555. Every weekday from 12, local people. Wendy Halson and David Chipley, the trustees of the Harpenden charity Spotlight on Africa. So privileged to see lives change, conditions change. Local stories. A death cafe will be popping up in Bedford later this month, opening its doors for you to share sensitive stories and talk of afterlife. There are people with a similar concerns. And you can have a light-hearted side of it as well, and we often end like that, you know. Local life. We're going to be heading off into the unassuming countryside of Bedfordshire. We all know the brick pits and the industrial spoil that's marked the Marston Vale. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. That's the phone number, 81333. Start your text 3C. Have we got any texts this morning, Catherine Ball? Uh, Phil says, I missed a bit of that last conversation. Where do they sell the robot Carol Vorderman? The robots don't exist yet. We're looking probably about three or four months into the future here. We're like Tomorrow's World. And by the way, I would buy a DVD of The Best of Tomorrow's World if they released that, wouldn't you? I'd like to compare and contrast. Oh, it would be fantastic. Any others, or shall we... Uh... Loads of others, but lots of listy song things. Are we still Aye, doing that? Yeah, we'll I do, mean, do we'll you do really that. want that? We'll do that after half past. Go on, Let's crack on and we'll do that after half past. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, now, Bedfordshire's police commissioner has officially triggered a referendum for a bigger slice of the council tax after writing to local authorities. Ollie Martins wants to raise his share of the pot by almost 16%. Well, the whole referendum is costing £350,000. Could rise to £600,000 if he loses. Um, let's speak now to Detective Sergeant Emma Carter from the Beds Police Federation. Good morning, Emma. Good morning, Ian. Do you think that people are willing to pay more for policing? I think the members of uh, the public uh, in Bedfordshire have got a very difficult decision ahead of them um, because, on the one hand, um, I, I assume that every, every member of the public wants a, to see a police officer and wants a service that we can deliver, but they don't see why they should have to pay extra for it when, really, they probably pay significant amounts uh, already within, the, within their council tax. So I think they've got a difficult decision to make. David Cameron uh, said yesterday that Beds Police should exist all possibilities before putting up taxpayers' bills. Are there any further uh, uh, savings that could be made? 
Um, the difficulty that, that we're in is that we've made significant savings already. Uh, the Chief Constable and the PCC uh, have already collaborated a number of units uh, with beds and uh, sorry with beds, hearts and cams. And so every avenue is being explored and also internal processes um, are being looked at. So um, they are still, and that is an ongoing piece of work that is still happening even today to look at they, where they can save money. But unfortunately, the, the money that we now get from the government has been slashed so much, um, you know, that, that I think that the PCC has been left with no choice but to ask for this uh, unique um to take this unique stance. It's going to cost £350,000, will rise to £600,000 if uh, it, it doesn't go through, Emma. It, that money could have been spent better elsewhere, couldn't it? Um, well, it's difficult for me to comment on the PCC's budgets um, because I don't really... Where that campaign money is coming from, we'll, only Mr Martins can, can comment on that. Um, but I would like to think that, yes, putting police officers back on the front line and providing them with the equipment they need should be at the forefront of any uh, okay. PCC's or Chief Constable's mind. Emma, thank you very much. Detective Sergeant Emma Carter, Beds Police Federation. Well, the, the Bedfordshire's PCC, Ollie Martins, is with me. Let's put that to you. Where is that £350,000 coming from? Uh, it'll come from the reserves. OK. So what, what, how, big is, how big are the reserves? Big enough to, that you can you can get rid of three hundred fifty thousand, yeah, and possibly I mean, six hundred thousand without affecting anything. I think it's important to say that because we're having the referendum on the same day as the general election, it actually costs a third of what it would otherwise have cost. So, but still six hundred thousand pounds if it goes. We're making wrong. a saving that way. Yeah, it is, but it's um, it's spending that money in the hope that if there's a yes vote, there will be a four point five million benefit permanent benefit each year to the police budget in Bedfordshire. There isn't going to be a yes vote, is there? Well, that's for the people to say, isn't it? It's but do you really decision. think so? With the, with the YouGov poll, I know you conducted your other, your other polls, but, but, but YouGov, that is their job. 70% of the people they polled said they weren't prepared to pay more. Well, as we discussed last time, I had a number of data sets and I had to analyse what I thought they were saying. The conclusion that I've come to is that there is a silent majority and that the best chance of getting that silent majority to speak is by having the referendum on the same day as the general election. The Taxpayers' Alliance this morning said you're wrong to do this. Well, and I heard that they were also saying, why don't I go and speak to the local councils to see if they've got some money I could have? But then, you know, same day, you're also reporting the difficulties that Milton Keynes are having. Um, I know it's no different in Luton. Uh, Central Beds are pretty hard-pressed. Bedford as well. You know, local authorities are also being squeezed, so I don't think there's any extra money there. The Prime Minister says you're wrong on this. Yeah, um, I was actually quite surprised at how a how appallingly briefed he was and b that he wanted to interfere in this you know this government his government created the role that i've got police and crime commissioners um so that people like like me could uh look after policing in our areas and make policing more accountable and deliver the policing that the public want and that's what i'm engaged in and i'm using the legislation that he all his government also brought in where if i'm making a a large increase in the police precept it has to be subject to a public vote um, so why he felt the need to turn this into a political football in the run-up to the general election ah maybe that's what is what, but, what but, was but, going but, on but you but you yourself last time you came in and now you're you're turning it into a political football aren't you you're criticizing the government for the decisions that, that they have made you, you, when you came in last time you criticized the government for the cuts that you're faced this is a political football isn't it 
actually the more than the cuts the issue here is is about how bedfordshire is funded relative to other forces so the cost of policing in bedfordshire per day per resident is 44 pence that compares to a national average figure of 55 pence that level of funding is uh, on a par with what places like hertfordshire cambridgeshire uh, suffolk norfolk what they're spending when you look at the crime challenge that we face though we look more like the west midlands uh, greater manchester merseyside the metropolitan police um, so you know we're not getting the funding that we need we're trying to uh, the analogy i used was we're trying to cover a double bed with a single duvet um, and you know that's very difficult and that's so that's why i felt the only option i have is to ask the public to pay a bit more through the council tax it's a relatively modest increase of um 24 pounds 80 extra a year for a band d property because so you're uh, saying the prime minister and the taxpayers alliance and the yougov poll you commissioned they're all wrong well i'm saying i've got a different take and i'm also you know my role is to try and keep this county safe um and uh you know through the the way that Bedfordshire Police is funded. And if you don't, if the referendum doesn't go the way you want it to, are you saying this this uh, county will no longer be safe? I'm saying that Bedfordshire Police will be in a very difficult place. Uh, you know, again, this is why I'm having to do something now, because we can see that we've got a £6 million gap in our budget in three, four years' time. The longer that I don't do anything about that uh, looming situation the more difficult it will take it uh, it will be to deal with it if you don't and get this increase will lives be at risk I, I wouldn't say dramatic things like that but what i will say is that there will be less police officers in this county and will that there be will, more crime that will put bedfordshire police in a very difficult situation but what does that mean explain that in a way that, that, that people will understand how it will affect them directly well, will, will, will there be more crime if you don't get this money earlier this week you had sir peter fahey the Chief Constable in Greater Manchester saying we need to have a serious debate in Britain about what do we want from our police and he was saying that the way things are going in Greater Manchester uh, his force is going to become just a service that responds to calls from the public that can't be involved in problem solving that can't do much preventative work um, and you know frankly I was looking at what he was saying and thinking to myself well if you want to know what the future looks like come and look at Bedfordshire Police now because we don't have police constables in our neighborhood policing teams uh, that's created um, really, I think a force that is far less visible to the public, that is far less capable of gathering the community intelligence that you get through having proper neighbourhood policing. Um, you know, and that's where we're at now. And my proposal um, in terms of putting the police precept up is to put police constables back into neighbourhood policing. And, you know, the public are telling me loud and clear that that's what they want to see. Will there be more crime if you don't get this money? You can't say that there is definitely a connection between the number of police officers and the level of crime. That's why, you know, we have seen in this parliament a reduction overall in the number of police officers nationally uh, while we've continued to see recorded crime falling. So I wouldn't go so far as to say um, that there would be more crime. Um, I do think that it would make it a lot more difficult for the police to protect the public and fight crime effectively. Your final question, Ollie. If you lose, 
and that's six hundred thousand pounds out of your the, the, the police's bank account. Will you step down? Well, if I step down, we'd then have a by-election, which would cost the police budget even more. So I don't think that would be a sensible... So you'd stand by that... that if you wasted £600,000, you'd stand by that decision? Well, it's an exercise in democracy, isn't it? I've made a proposal. I'm now putting it to the people. Uh, I'm saying that that's the only way I can see, A, of meeting the uh, financial challenge that we face in Bedfordshire and, B, of delivering the neighbourhood policing that the public want. Now it's up to them. Ollie, thank you very much. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's still a lane blocked on the North Orbital Road in St Albans between the Park Street roundabout and the London Coney roundabout because of an accident. And on St Albans Road in Watford, that's looking very busy around Lower Stop Road in both directions. On the A1 Grey North Road from the St Neots Junction towards the Black Cat roundabout, that's looking very slow. Also looking slow from Tempsford up to the Black Cat roundabout northbound as well on the speed sensors through the roadworks. And on the M1 southbound, it's very busy from Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road to Junction 9 for Redbourne. And it's also very slow on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 18 for Chorleywood to 16 for the M40. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Just after half past eight with the headlines, I'm Barry Caffrey. Milton Keynes Council has had its budget thrown out by opposition councillors. Local homeless shelters had faced possible closure after the Labour leaders of the council set out £22 million worth of savings. That may still happen as the party leaders will now go back and negotiate a new budget. The Police and Crime Commissioner for Bedfordshire, Ollie Martins, has been criticised by David Cameron for wanting people to pay more council tax. A referendum will ask people to accept or reject a 15.8% increase. Bedfordshire Police has closed down a suspected brothel in Luton. A 41-year-old man and a 30-year-old woman were arrested on suspicion of managing a brothel in Cowper Street and have been bailed to return to Luton Police Station on the 30th of March. Health economists are claiming that some parts of the NHS are suffering because too much money is being spent on new drugs. Researchers say the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence needs to lower the threshold of what it's prepared to pay substantially so that other three treatments can be funded. And the weather forecast, dry and cloudy this morning, but a band of rain will spread in from mid-morning onwards with most parts of the day ending wet. Highs of 8 degrees Celsius, that's 46 in Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's women have won their first 2020 international against New Zealand by eight wickets. The BBC's Henry Moran reports. After what they conceded was a disappointing start to the tour, England's women fought back in the best way possible here in Vangarai. It was as convincing a T20 victory as you can imagine. After field, they reduced New Zealand to 18 for six before the White Ferns eventually struggled to 60 all out in the 20th over. As she has done all tour, Heather Knight once again starred with the ball. Her offspin claimed three Kiwi wickets. The run chase was fairly straightforward. Just two wickets fell as England chased that small target of 61. They reached it in the 12th over. Captain Charlotte Edwards leading from the front with an excellent 32 not out. The perfect tonic to a tricky start to the tour in New Zealand and England will be looking to do it all again tomorrow in the second T20. 
Former England bowler Graeme Swan says Paul Collingwood should be coaching England and not Scotland. Collingwood, who was part of the England setup for the World 2020 last year, is now coaching Scotland at the World Cup. England play Scotland in Pool A on Sunday. England fly half Danny Cipriani has ended speculation about his future by signing a new two-year contract at Premiership side Sale. Cipriani, who would have been out of contract in the summer, had been linked with a move to French side Toulon. In the Champions League, Cristiano Ronaldo was on the score sheet as Real Madrid won 2-0 at Schalke in the first leg of their last 16 tie. Elsewhere, Basel and Porto played out a 1-1 draw in Switzerland. The knockout stage of the Europa League gets underway tonight with four British teams in action. Tottenham begin a run of six matches over the next 17 days when they host Florentina in the first leg of their last 32 tie. Liverpool are also at home against Besiktas. And retiring jockey AP McCoy has confirmed he is set to ride Carlingford Lock in next month's Cheltenham Gold Cup. The 19-time champion won his first ever Irish Hennessy Gold Cup on board the horse at Leopardstown earlier this month. Those are the sports headlines. I'm back with News Bulletin for you at nine. Is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio? Yes, yes. Where's De- Where's Dealey? We've been dead quiet with Dealey. Yeah. We should be for Kathy. You look upset. What's going oh, on? Oh, nothing. We're just getting a lot of phone calls. Every time we get Ollie Martins on, people yeah. want to come on and have their say, but they don't want to have their say. What? So they want to come on and suggest we speak to their local council about how crime is rife in right. their area. And I right. say, well, why don't you tell us about it? No, 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 no. But you get Ollie Martins on too much. Well, the fact is that if it's about Ollie Martins, then Ollie yeah. Martins is the man for the job. Ollie Martins has called a referendum. It's the first time this has ever happened in the country in regards to funding for the police. Uh, Dar, of course we're going to get him on. But still, thanks very much for the suggestion. No, thank you. No, don't waste our time. Only phone up, right, if you want to come on the air. Yeah. It annoys me, because I see you taking loads of phone calls when I know that you should be watching Good Morning, This Is Britain on the television set. It does get in the way, yeah. Uh, so only phone up if you want to come on the air. Don't phone up just to go, oh, can, uh, I want you to do this. Or do you want to come on, the, you want to come on the air? No, don't. Or pe- some people phone up just to shout abuse at you. Yeah. Jog on. Jog I- on. Because I'm going to take all your phone numbers and I'm going to phone well, you in the middle of the night. This is it. I can usually tell when that's going to happen, when uh, the phone is ringing and it says private number, and then I say hello and they start with a, you're doing this a lot. You think, oh, My name is not important. <laughs> Someone said that the other day. Yeah, My name is not important. But apparently your know- view is... So listen, only phone up if you want to come on the air, right? Seriously, because otherwise I'm going to I'm going to come around and do something. I won't. Just know that that's the rule. It saves embarrassment also, all round. Also, we we know there are one or two weirdos out there listening who phone up for kicks. Right? I'm not going to say any more than that, but we know, and so do the authorities. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Kev's in Northampton. You're not a weirdo that phones up for kicks, are you, Kev? Yes. Oh. Geezer. Geezer. I've got some lovely songs for you. Go on, Kevin. Tie Your Mother Down by Queen. Oh, a bit no. of the old Fifty Shades there. I think that's frowned upon. Yeah, OK, yeah. Tie Your Mother okay. Down. Yes, 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 yes. Mother's Little Helper by the Rolling Stones. Oh, we'll have some of that. That's about drugs. Oh, talking about drugs. Mama, I'm Coming Home by Ozzy Osbourne. I don't know that one. Don't you? How's it go? Hey? How's it go? Oh. I'm not singing on radio. Well, hang on a second, Kev, because um, Kelly Betts is making wild and crazy accusations about you on my computer screen. Oh, really? Kev? Yes? Have you just Googled songs about mums and you're just reading off the list? Well, I can't be reading off the list if I'm talking to you on the phone. But why you can't multitask? 
My did you, did you, listen, you heard the grilling, the pounding I just gave Ollie Martins in the question box. I'm going to pound your question box. I'll go on then. Did you, I came go- up with, did I you came Google up with those song titles? Lazy, yes. I'd- Thank you for calling, Kev. We don't want cheats on this show, apart from you, Justin. Hey, boss, easy. The, the best mum song? Dave Berry, Mama. Have some of that. Sing it. Who's the one who looks after me and cooks my food? Oh, Mama. <laughs> mama. <laughs> that could have been written for you, Justin. <laughs> Morning, Karen. Morning. You're through to Justin Dealey. <laughs> Morning, Kaz. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? All right. What, what have you got for us, Karen? Yeah, you were talking about um, the homeless budget being cut. Yeah. Um, couldn't the council write some money back and give some um, unemployed people a job by charging 20p for going to the loo and making these people that are unemployed, give them some community work? I'll step back in here, Justin. I thought wow, she was going to wow. talk about songs about mums. That's incredible. So hang on, hang on a minute. What, what job are you going to give them, Karen? Oh, clean the toilet. Oh, you're, the toilet. What, for what for? For their benefit? Yeah, why not? I mean... Clean the toilets. I know what. Why don't we go and spit on them and make them wear sackcloths as well? Hold on. Would you rather them clean the toilets? Or would you rather have them lingering around, getting up to no good, burgling (laughs) cars? Who's burgling cars? The unemployed? Well, come on. What else could they do? They shoplift to survive? The unemployed? They know they do. I was unemployed. I did very few illegal activities. Well, I'm sorry. I, th- I, th- I think we should all pay a small contribution. 20 pence to go to go the to toilet. toilet. So, yeah. Karen, do, what do you do for a living, Karen? I do voluntary work. Okay. Oh, do you claim unemployment benefit? Uh, I do. Ladies I and gentlemen, she's one of these car thieves. When was the last time you stole a car, Karen? Never. When was the last time you malingered? Never. Okay, but sorry, you just said that that's what unemployed people do. No, not all. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Put that in the podcast. What was that about? Karen? Yeah. Would you go? Would you like to clean toilets? I have some. Well, brilliant. We'll go and do it. Go and do it. Tell you what you can do. You could steal a car on the way to it, and then you could you could go and do it. Well, it's, it's better than sitting indoors. No, it's not. The wind's waiting for God. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It, it's not because you've got to give some people a certain kind of dignity. Hang on, Alison. Good morning, darling. What do you do for a living, Alison? I don't work. Right. How many cars have you stolen this week? I'd like to be able to get out of bed with my MS and try it. <laughs> I. I've never stolen, I've never shoplifted. Hang on a minute, are you in bed, Alison? I, you malingerer! I, no, I... Get out of that bed and go and clean some toilets, love. I'd love to. If I could get out of bed on my own this morning, I'd be up and out there. But I've got to wait for my carer to come and get me. Karen? Yeah? What do you say to Alison? She's a lazy mal- malingerer. She's just lying in bed. Lying in bed at this time of the day? Isn't it outrageous? That's disgusting. It is dis- you're disgusting, Alison. Tell her, Karen. Tell her how disgusting she is. You've got to get up. 
You gotta get up, girl. You gotta get up and do something. You can't just linger in bed all day. Of course she can't. Anyone would think she had MS or something. Listen, you can do anything if you put your mind to it. Yeah, even if your body won't allow you to because the neurons in your brain are damaged, Alison. Oh, no. Near enough, every part of my body hurts and the bits that don't hurt don't bloody work. Go on, Karen, tell her. They don't work because you've got lazy-itis, love. You change your thought patterns and tell yourself, I can do this, I can get out of bed. Tell yourself. Thanks for calling, Karen. Now, Alison, back in the real world. Hi. Hi there. (laughs) Wasn't she incredible? What is she on? I, I, I want some. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'll have a little bit of it as well. Um, uh, <laughs> how is your MS doing? Is it? It sounds pretty lousy. It's not too. My speech is bad. I, I can hear it's a little stuff. bit slurred. Yeah, it's not. It's not as bad as you think it is, but it's a little bit slurred. Yeah. I sound like I've had too many, but um, I'm, I'm not too good today. I get sort of peaks and troughs with yeah. it, and today's one of the days where it took me an hour and a half to just even sit up this morning and yeah. that so but I've never stolen anything because I don't work yeah I know and what surprised me was Karen then you know saying that all unemployed people are car thieves and malingerous then, then she's unemployed she doesn't work she doesn't work perhaps she's judging everybody else that doesn't work by her own standards then uh, Alison, listen. Are you so? You, would you say you're having a particularly bad time at the moment, or is this kind of all right for you in terms of your MS? It's not as bad as it has been. Yeah. And just so, in case Karen's listening, when my husband, who's finished downstairs, my carer gets me up and showers me, I'm going out today to help him take some stuff to the local food bank. So just, I'm just not just, laying in bed just, all day. Just everyone, lock up your cars. Alison, <laughs> who is unemployed, is going yeah. to be on the prowl. In Oh, <laughs> blimey, OK. Alison, uh, thanks for calling. I really That's appreciate right. it. Cheers, bye bye. Um, Dealey. <laughs> Incredible call. She was real as well. That is the worrying thing. She is a real person with a real it, view. It doesn't get any better than that. All unemployed people are malingerers and car thieves. What do you do for a living? I <laughs> oh, don't work. Ah, oh, don't work. Oh, dear, Justin, mate. I know you've um, uh, you've done it. You've you, you sport. Well, I've got a thing in front of me called Older Sexy Time. Yes, it's quite fruity. <laughs> Just to warn people, if you've got kids listening, yeah. it's going to get a bit fruity. I tell you what, we'll do the travel, the news and the weather, so they've got time to, to, to go and put the kids, you know, wherever, and then we'll, we'll have... It'll be adult conversations mm. for the last 15 minutes. Here, here. Speak to you in a sec. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In St Albans on the North Orbital Road, there's still a lane blocked between the Park Street roundabout and the London Coney roundabout. That's because of an accident. And on the A1 Great North Road, that's looking very slow in both directions now between the St Neots Junction and the Black Cat roundabout and between Tempsford and the Black Cat roundabout because of the roadworks there. In Watford, Pinner Road's looking very busy around the Bushy Arches. And in High Wycombe on the A404 Marlow Hill, that's looking very busy into town as well. On the motorways, the M1 southbound's very slow from Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road to 9 for Redbourne and the M25 anti-clockwise has queues between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. But check in the train departure boards, no delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Ian, as we just spoke to Alison there, who's still in bed. Ian sums it up perfectly. I'm calling the benefit police on Alison right now. She'll be sleeping rough by 9pm tonight. Deary me. Just put your mind to it. 
8.46, it's Thursday the 19th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Council has had its budget thrown out by opposition councillors. Party leaders will now go back and negotiate a new one. And the Prime Minister has criticised the Bedfordshire Police and Crime Commissioner for his plan to charge the public more for policing in the county. Dealey's coming up with some very raunchy blue adult content. Before that, let's get the weather. Here's Alina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello Ian, any initial brightness will soon fade as cloud builds from the northwest. We'll see some outbreaks of rain heading their way across to us in the next few hours. Patchy at first but becoming more persistent as we go through the afternoon so quite a wet end to the day. Blustery too as the southwesterly winds strengthen so temperatures will struggle to get much above 7 or 8 Celsius. The standard rain is quite slow moving so it's going to be with us through this evening and at first tonight gradually clearing away through the early hours one or two showers following on behind but becoming mainly dry as we head towards dawn. Temperatures not dropping much lower than 4 or 5 Celsius. Cloudy start to the day tomorrow, mainly dry for a time but it looks like we could see another spell of rain pushing up from the south and uh, that could give some wet weather through the afternoon. Highs tomorrow, 7 or 8 Celsius. The rain clears to leave Saturday a much brighter day and mainly dry, although we can't rule out one or two showers but Saturday the better day of the weekend. There'll be some sunshine around, although it will feel quite cold in a brisk northwesterly wind but on Sunday it turns very unsettled, wet and very windy for Sunday and for Monday it's still unsettled with sunshine and squally showers. And Ian, that's your forecast. Three Counties Sport. We're back with another afternoon of live football this Saturday. A top-of-the-table clash at Vicarage Road with Watford against Norwich. MK Dons back at Stadium MK to take on their old rivals, Peterborough. Luton away to AFC Wimbledon as the Hatters continue to push for promotion. Stevenage entertaining South End at the Lamex. Live commentary on your local team with Three Counties Sport. Saturday from 2 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Remember, Justin, Mm. all unemployed people are car thieves and malingerers. And they should be cleaning toilets near you. They should be cleaning toilets to get their benefits and we should all be paying uh, paying 20 pence to have a whittle. (laughs) It's just unbelievable. That was good, wasn't it, Kath? Oh. I mean, it's amazingly how, how simple that was. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's been staring us in the face. How much do public toilets make? Because I know, it, and it varies, doesn't it? In, in, if you go to, in, like, Euston or something, I think oh. it's 30 pence. What's a public toilet? Sorry? Well, the one in my town is being turned into a youth club. Ooh. Sounds like a joke, but it's not. What I mean, the? That's where we used to knock about anyway. Tony Fisher's but, always um, looking for stories about public toilets being turned into other things. They're always being closed down. Who has a public toilet? There's certainly not enough to be a nice little money spot. When I was growing up, they were often, uh, you know, you, the, the play, people, men would congregate there. Yeah. I think that was the problem. I yeah. went to an award-winning toilet last week. I was in Dunstable. Back there a year on, it's still looking fresh. Thanks for the update. Just so. Justin, mm. <laughs> what a fa- by the way, I'm collecting the Fifty Shades of Mayhem T-shirts this afternoon. Excellent. Has uh, Dave Luton phoned in, by the way, because yesterday he didn't pick up the phone. He lost his bottle. Yeah. Has he phoned you? It's all right. It's all right. I'm a... Excuse me, boss, boss, boss. Excuse me. 
No, of course he's not calling because he's bottled it. Uh. He, he won't call in until Monday now. He's laying low. Who told, it, I told him, boss. I told him. Boss, oh, come with boss. Boss, he's shooting with boss. Boss, boss, boss. No, he's, he's bottled it. Uh, he's a shame. Real shame. That was his big moment. When he gets into its basket, it'll turn and turn. Oh, yeah, and turn Dave, why is that? It's caused Why is that, Dave? To the bottom. Yeah. Right. And it yeah. sounds when it gets on your lap yeah. and it digs its paws into your leg yeah. because it thinks it's going to sleep on a snake. Dave, I'm going to give you a slap. I'm going to murder Ian Lee. Well, if you do that... Noise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Justin, yes. what have you taken to the streets, please? Um, it's, a, it's a fruity one. Again, if you've got kids listening, just for the next two minutes or so, this does get um, kind of explicit. Um, in the well, telegram- Hang on a minute. How, well, how bear explicit? in mind, this is, as, you, as you often say, it's my name above the door. How explicit yeah. are we going to no, get? No, it's fine. It's just it's just. People- it's not Russ and, uh, Jonathan Ross and Russell Brand style, no, is it? It's, okay. it's just people opening up and being honest. Ooh. Well, again, okay. that's an appropriate <laughs> choice worry. of phrase. It's fine. Uh, in the Telegraph today, um, you sent me out on this one. It says, golden age of sex for couples wed 50 years. So if you have been married for 50 years, you've got a great sex life. They won't be listening. They'll be too busy rutting. Oh, no. Um, I've been speaking to those people this morning on the streets, um, uh, getting their tales, getting people's stories. (laughs) Again, the phrase is really not helping today. Is this true what the experts are saying? Take a listen. Now, sir, you have been married for for over 50 years. Congratulations. Uh, The experts uh, are saying that if you have been married for 50 years or more, you've still got a fantastic sex life. Is this true? Yes. What about yourself, madam? The longer that your marriage has has gone on for, would you say that um, you've had more fun? Yeah, and he's the best friend. And if anything happened to him tomorrow, I'd really miss him. I'd get fed up with him at times, but... He's my, fr- he's my husband and he's my best friend. So behind closed doors, the fun factor, the longer you're together, is going up. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. I'm here with Felix. You're not a cat. You can confirm that. Oh, I guess. Lovely. Now, uh, in today's paper, in the uh, Telegraph, it says they're the golden age of sex for couples wed 50 years. Your parents, um, are they still quite active? No, no, I wouldn't say that. So what about you? What about people that, that you know that have been married for, for over 50 years? I don't talk to people about their sex life. I might get jealous. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Sir, can I ask you a really cheeky question? Yeah. OK. It's in the papers today. It says that, that couples that have been married for, for 50 years have a fantastic sex life. The longer that you've been married, has that side of your life got better? It got worse. Morning, guys. What's your name? Richard. Patricia. Okay. Uh, We're face-to-face, but I'm going to put this question to you. (laughs) You've been married for for almost 50 years. Congratulations. That's the first thing. It's saying in today's papers that that couples that have been married for for 50 years have the best time in the bedroom. Is that true? (laughs) I would not know. I would would refrain from answering that question. (laughs) Can you give us a quick yes or no? No, I can't give you a quick yes or no. I think I, I'm going to take it as a yes, and uh, <laughs> we'll leave it there. Thank you. You can't take it as a yes. Well, I took it as a yes, you and there was, no, yes. There, there was no violence afterwards. From the people I spoke to this morning in Dunstable and Caddington, most people, the majority of people that I spoke to, some of them wouldn't go on record and say it, but they do agree with what's being said this morning in some of the national newspapers. This is true. 
Justin, how close did you come to a uh, smack in the kisser this morning? Um, not close at all. People, um, let's just say, were, were proud. Uh, what? Yeah, no, absolutely. Did, it, did you Why nearly come you to blows? No, not at all. If if I had been married for 50 years and I w- was still very active in that department, oh, again, horrible, sorry to be fruity, but, but if I was, I would, be, I would be very, very proud of that. I suppose some of that stuff doesn't wrinkle, though, because it's wrinkled already. <laughs> Kel's got it. Yeah. Justin got it. Yeah. Yeah. Kath will get it. No, I did. It was good. Oh, it was a good one, wasn't it? it was good. So, speaking of wrinkles, Sunday, mm. 5.40, Luton Sydney World, you will, you are charged to come and see Fifty Shades of Grey with me, sexy Carol Vorderman robot. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a drink? Would you like a kiss? I love you. Now That's I that. steal your valuables. What's uh, the key ingredient? Sorry? The long hot dog. Wow. So, so far, who's coming? Kels, you coming? Do I have to? Yes. Okay. Uh, Justin, you coming? Mm. Uh, uh, D-Dog, um, uh, Dennis is coming? Yep, he's definitely coming. He confirmed that yesterday. He is 100% coming. Dave Luton and Matty Bombom, they say they're not coming. Is Laura still coming? Laura better be yep, coming. She'll be coming, yep. Um, Have we got her number? I've had a tweet from uh, Carpet Martin. He wants to come. Um, I've had a tweet from uh, Robin. Uh, Also Simon, who I believe lives somewhere in Bedfordshire. He wants to go. Mr T's coming. Lots of people want to jump on this bandwagon. If David Lewson doesn't want to go, hey, he's missing out. Now, when you you went and did a Vox last week, you spoke to people who'd been to see the cinema. Were there any men coming out of the cinema? Very few. Yeah. Very, very few. Beautiful. It was, it was mainly... Now, normally when you send me out... See, today, you thought that was going to be uncomfortable for me. It wasn't uncomfortable I at all. you found it very erotic. It, <laughs> it was. Uh, on Sunday, I was standing by an exit door at the cinema, oh. waiting for people to come out. I would say... You should have no- stood by the entrance. Yeah. <laughs> 95% <laughs> were women, and they were all laughing, they were all giggling. Yeah. It was... I wasn't a pet. I wasn't there to be stared at. You know, oh. us men were going on Sunday... It was mainly women having and the time th- of their lives. They were very... Some of the stuff you told me that they said that you couldn't broadcast was yeah. very, very rude. The Mexican woman's been arrested in the cinema. Did you hear about that? No, go on. Is this going to be a racist joke? No, no, no. It was a true story. She, she, well, look it up in the papers. Well, what happened? She, she was enjoying herself. Oh, really? Mm. At the film? At the film. Oh, well... Yes, somebody did make a similar okay. comment to me. That, All that's right. why I had no, to no, edit that I'm, out. I'm yep. stepping in. I'm stepping into the breach, dear friends. Um, who have we got? Who's this? Is this Laura? No, Dave, but he's not there yet. Hang oh, D- Dave Luton's coming on, Just. Well, I hope he's got good news for us. Well, the good news, well, he, he, he better... He Listen, be- if you're down a person, maybe I can make... No, it's no, fine. No, no. I mean, it's fine. I, 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 I just have to invoice him a tenner for the T-shirt. I, <laughs> that's all. I mean, that's. I'm going to go and pick him up today. Yeah, I won't mind paying for it. It's all right, don't worry. You're not coming. I have my own ticket. So that is fun. Oh, look, Dave's not answering the phone now. Oh, yeah. Anything, anything. What's his problem? His problem is, mate, sure. he's just... Um, well, he's a plum, isn't he? That's his well, problem. Well, <laughs> I just think it'll be great to get his opinion on a film like that. Sorry? Richard and Winslow No. 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 Oh, they said no. No, we're full. We're not, but I don't want him coming. (laughs) Right pain in the old bum. All right, Justin. Yeah, take care. Speak to you tomorrow. Ta-ta. Bye. There we go. Winslow's a bit far. I mean, I don't live in Winslow. I live quite close. I could definitely just make it, even at a last-minute thing, if no one Honestly, honestly, it's, I mean, you're not welcome. I'm going to say it as bluntly as that. You're not welcome to the cinema. Why, though? If there was a sexy male robot, who would you have? David Gandhi? Yeah. 
The thing, the thing, it would be harder to make. We were promised like sexy robots or, or virtual reality suits that we could wear, weren't we? By now, yeah. Where are those well, things? Who's living on those promises? Yeah, I, it's. I just think you got these scientists. You know, oh, let's make a robot that will help old people. Yeah, whatever. They're old. They can't even afford robots. I could afford a robot. Yeah, I love I'm surprised a robot. you don't already have one. I used to have a robot dog. I got rid of it. I might buy another one. <laughs> was it any good though? That's rubbish. Did it work on carpet? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. It was good. It was like cost me sixteen hundred quid. What? Thank you. I bought it. I had to buy it when I was. I bought it on TV money. One of my first TV paychecks, and even then, I had to be really, really drunk to order it. Uh, and then when it came, it was like, oh, it's a little bit rubbish. Yeah, I bet it was. Yeah. Uh, what was it called? Uh, I called it Raúl. Nice. Yeah. See? Surprised you, didn't it? Yeah. He had a birth certificate and everything. Why did you call him that? I don't know. I was obsessed with that name at the, that time. Raul is a very nice name. Thank you very much. Say again. Raul. Oi. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's very slow from Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road to 9 for Redbourne. And also the M25 anti-clockwise is queues between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. In St Albans on the North Orbital Road, it's still a lane blocked between the Park Street roundabout and the London Coney roundabout because of an accident. And the A1 southbound still is very slow looking on speed sensors from the Holiday Inn towards Stirling Corner. On the A1 Watford Way as well, from the Apex Corner to Mill Hill Circus is looking very busy. On the A404 in Amersham Hill into High Wycombe, that's looking very busy too. But no problems reported on the trains at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Samantha, thank you very much indeed. Don't forget there is a podcast of the show. If you want to get it, you can go to the uh, BBC Three Counties website or if you go to uh, iTunes and type in Ian Lee BBC, they pop up there. Only online for 30 days, so get them while they are hot and fresh. Kelly, thank you. Dealey, thank you. Scoinehead, thank you. Catherine Boyle. Oh, I say how rude. Back tomorrow at six. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, how much sympathy do you have for new parents who struggle to afford childcare? The family...